Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. Put the plastic sheeting up. Here come the monkeys. Well, to be fair, I do sling poo. That's sling with my girlfriend. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hafei? Ah, welcome into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America. Dirtiest nighttime entertainment in Orlando. I'll prove it. Put it on the console. Just rub it against the microphone. Plop. I'm El Hafei. That is J-Dubs. Tonight, you are somebody. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. You pick up the phone. You dial numbers. Any numbers. Whatever you feel like. Eventually, you'll get to us. That's fine. Uh, it's Matt Albert, third Mike and writer. He is six foot five, 500 pounds. Hey. Come on. Come Don't on. be racist. I was just saying. I guess it's all of us. Uh... <laughs> Patchy, balding, mm-hmm. and graying hair for him. The Beast. That's Tommy Bateman, our director. He's on top of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the hideout page on realradio.fm. <sighs> Chunks <laughs> is the executive producer of the hideout. He screens your phone calls. You heard the headlines and the Phillips file. You turn them into prizes here in just 15 minutes. 15 minutes you can win prizes and get caught up on the day's headlines with the hideout headlines game show. And then there is um, Gibbs, the unpaid producer, who apparently will only be with us for a week longer. Aww. We ran is off. Is he here now? We ran, No, not no. yet. We ran off another one, Doug. Mm-hmm. It Anoth- doesn't take long for us anymore. Yeah. We're good at it. Mm-hmm. So, I take pride. <laughs> anyway, he'll be screening your phone calls at 407 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. This is the first one that didn't outright quit, though, that just said, hey, I, I'll give you guys one more week, but uh, i got to end this thing early. I can't I, handle it anymore. I can't, I can't keep up. I can't take it no more. Uh, J-Dubs, we have a lot of prizes to give away, including a four-pack of passes to see the advanced screening of Bench Warmers, starring uh, Rob Schneider, David Spade, and John Hedder. That looks really good. Um... Also, two, a WWE 2005 pay-per-view rewind box set featuring 17 discs. Um, In addition to that, Dubs, we have uh, a whole bunch of other stuff to get to. Whose weekend was it? Our weekend recap game. What else do we have? Um, There's so much. Literally, I was hard at work all weekend long. Uh, Office spouses, are they a good idea? How you can get arrested if you're drunk in a bar, the sexiest job, six ways to tell your chick how to lose weight, 
the top 50 atheist uh, countries. We have a new K-Fed song to debut to you, along with the top 10 guitar solos. The K-Fed song is terrific. Don't be hate. <laughs> um, the Sexiest Women Alive, we have that for you as well. i got to give you an update on my leg and whether or not I have a blood clot and whether or not I will be dying. Uh, that is also available, too. The pictures of Matt Albert and the photo shoot with the penthouse pets are on the Internet. Ooh, let me go check those out. They're on the hideout page on realradio.fm. Hot. Oh, in addition to that, we will still be getting you qualified while you're right there on the website. We will still be getting you qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP projection HDTV. That happens at a quarter past the hour. So when we're done with the Hideout Headlines game show, we'll get you a qualification. Then at 8.15, 9.15, we get you qualified all the rest of the week. And then we give you the prize uh, next Monday. All right, let me go to pictures under photos on the Hideout page on realradio.fm. Ooh, that... It's a nice little uh, and there is promo for the TV. We should have, at the very least, put the pictures of the penthouse chicks first. Yeah. <laughs> and then people click to view more. And then they see the photos of Matt Albert in his photo shoot. <laughs> My favorite are the two ass shots. Why? <laughs> Come on. It's not me. It's all of us. I like the little trail off the end. I didn't even notice that. All right, so, uh... You want to line up dubs. The other thing that we're going to do tonight, very important, while we're destroying the studio, we're going to talk to a couple of uh, three men who have created a documentary that is all over the Internet. Documentary, I'm going to say, I don't even know it's a documentary, a film mm-hmm. about 9-11. It's called Loose Change 9-11. Dubs, we played something uh, Friday show, just played it real fast before we went on to uh, the open-door policy. And in that, uh, this is Charlie Sheen, I guess, talking about a 9-11 conspiracy. We'll play the whole thing for you now. The more you look at stuff, especially uh, specific incidents, specific events um, in or uh, around the fateful day, it just um, it just raises a lot of questions. Charlie Sheen has his own questions about 9-11, and Showbiz Tonight has obtained the explosive interview from the radio show of fringe journalist Alex Jones. Sheen normally gets laughs as The Bachelor on the hit CBS sitcom Two and a Half Men. Wow. <laughs> You're even better than a dog. But now, Sheen is courting controversy by questioning the official story on 9-11. We're not the conspir- conspiracy theorists on this particular issue, you know? It seems to me like... You know, 19 amateurs with box cutters taking over four uh, commercial airliners and hitting 75% of their targets. That feels like a conspiracy theory. So what exactly are Sheen's questions about 9-11? For one, Sheen is questioning the official story of what caused the World Trade Center collapse, that the impact of the two planes caused fires that weakened the building's support columns. 
In the interview, Sheen says he wondered if the buildings could have been brought down by a deliberate, yes, deliberate implosion. I saw the South Tower hit live. Um, that famous wide shot where it disappears behind the building, and then we see the tremendous fireball. And it was just a, there was a feeling that uh, it just didn't look, how do I say this? Um, didn't look like a, any commercial jetliner I've flown on any time in my life. Um, and then when the buildings came down, later on that day, I was with my brother, and I said, hey, call me insane, but did it sort of look like those buildings came down a in, a, in a controlled demolition? Gene is also questioning how a commercial airliner could have hit the Pentagon. Show us they this gave us incredible the maneuvering. Just show it to us. Just show us, you know, how this particular plane pulled off these maneuvers. What was it? It's 270 degree turn at 500 miles an hour, descending 7,000 feet in two and a half minutes, skimming across the treetops. The last 500 meters, you can't hold feet off the ground. Sheen also jumped on a favorite target of 9/11 conspiracy theorists, President Bush. Sheen questions why the president, after an aide told him about the attacks, continued with his Florida school appearance. It seemed to me that uh, upon the, the, the revelation of that news, that the Secret Service would grab the president and remove him um, as if he were on fire. Now, that's the one thing that kind of makes me believe that President Bush had no idea about 9-11 or anything like that, because it, it was such a poor reaction that that couldn't couldn't be something that was uh, uh, predetermined. Now, we got a word that Charlie Sheen was essentially quoting verbatim uh, this movie, Loose Change 9-11, which is loosechange911.com. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk to the director and writer, Dylan Avery, Corey Rowe, the owner and producer, and I guess Jason Burmis, the webmaster and graphic designer for loosechange911.com. I watched it in its entirety over the weekend, J-Dub. Mm -hmm. And... Here's what I like about it, and this is something that we always say in the hideout. Question authority, question everything. And these guys have put together a film, whether you choose to believe it or not, I think as an American you have to watch because of the fact that it strings together um, a lot of news. I mean, it's stuff that's straight out of the newspaper, it's stuff that's taken from actual people on the day of 9-11. Um, reporters. Know, from the, mostly reporters and from people who were in the buildings. And the idea of a lot of this stuff, I'm telling you, if you're a good American, you go watch this thing. Do I say you necessarily believe it? That's for you to decide. But it's a matter of going and watching this. And, you know, if you really are... You know, if you hate it and you don't think it's right, then, you know, that's your prerogative. But we're going to talk to these guys in just about an hour about this. I have a ton of questions. I'd implore you to watch it now so you're educated when we have the discussion uh, coming up here in the next 50 minutes. We will chat with these guys uh, coming up uh, again from loosechange911.com. And this thing's spreading. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to hear if this guy... I guess Chunks booked the interview today, Chunks. And what did the guy tell you, Avery? Uh, he said there was an uh, Army helicopter, I think he said, flying over his house today. So he said things are a little chaotic on that end. 
Because so, I know that I, it was sent to me on Friday by a listener. And I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, we get a lot of those where it's, you know. The some... conspiracies. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I watch another documentary that I'll tell you about later. And it kind of got me fired up. And I'm like, hey, what the hell? I'll watch this thing, this loose change 9-11. And after that, I was like, chunks, you got to get this guy on the phone. If nothing else, just to bombard him with questions and see what... Here's the pro, here's the thing about this documentary. And again, I could be a moron. I could be falling for it. But it uses news headlines. It uses uh, footage. And it uses science. Like actual science about certain things and how it happens. Uh, any sci- science that doesn't involve a tree talking about an apple in a tree... I really, really don't have any time for it. This is going to be fascinating, and I implore you to stay tuned at 8 o'clock and learn a little uh, something about what may have actually happened, Mm -hmm. what may have happened on 9-11 in this country, and then we can get into the details of why. We'll do that and destroy the studio. We'll take a break. We come back. We need three players. Three players to come in here and fling the poo for the Hideout Headlines game show. You could be a winner. We got tickets to see a fantastic movie, The Bench Warmers. We got WWE box sets, all kinds of fun stuff for you. If you call now, at least three players get caught up on the day's headlines, win some prizes next. 407-916-1041, 888 It's a hideout, Real Radio 4.1. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1, live on a Monday night. Hideout door prize blowout, another chance to win prizes coming up uh, at 9 o'clock with whose weekend was it, our weekend recap game. At the end of this segment, another chance for you to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi big-screened TV. It's a uh, DLP... HD projection TV. Mm-hmm. So we will give that to you coming up, uh, that qualification. And then again at 815, 915, 1015. And then at 8 o'clock, the directors, the guys behind the uh, online documentary, LooseChange911.com. That's uh, a lot of what Charlie Sheen and his theories, conspiracy theories, were based around. So, And we'll open it up to questions. If you guys want to grill them hard, I'm open for it. Yeah. Feel free if you are uh, uh, in an opposing view of what they're saying. Me, on the other Call hand, on. I'm open-minded. I watch this thing, and I'm open-minded to it. Again, because I encourage everyone to question everything. Um, all right, Dubs, time for the Hideout Headlines game show. Getting caught up on the headlines. Giving away prizes thanks to the Wholesale Furniture Market. Complete bedroom sets from eight ninety nine. The Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture. 50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market, State Road 436 in Castleberry. Next to the Sam's Club at 407-332-1314. Let's learn something in the hideout. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world, sports, entertainment, and strange. If you guess right, you win big. big, big. Now here's your host, Chunks. All right, Chunks, here we go. Uh, we have five, six categories. It could be true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. We'll start it off with Jason and Sanford. Jason, you have your choice. And son. You're first up on the board. World, national, local, sports, entertainment, or strange. What would you like to start with? Uh, let's go local. All right, here we go. Local first with Chunks. All right, local is multiple choice. 
A uh, Central Florida man is being charged with filing a fake police report claiming he was robbed. What is the reason the alleged suspect gave for making up the report? Is it A, he was lonely and wanted attention? B, he just wanted to see how much trouble he would get in? C, he got drunk and a ferry told him to do it? Or D, he spent $60 at a strip club? Oh, man, this is a total guess, but I'm going to say C. Hold on, you will get a second chance, Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's um, I guess he spent sixty dollars in a strip club, and for some reason, I guess he thought if he fabricated a tale of being robbed and going in the woods, he'd get the sixty dollars back. Now, this, or his wife wouldn't get mad at him. Now, the, which I'm I'm guessing that has something to do with it. The setup. That the, I mean, the thing that this guy went through, going to the Ocala National Forest, faking that he got beat up and robbed, then eventually saying. Um, I was able to get the pistol, but somehow, I think that's what he said. It's something about a pistol. Was there any point in time where you get brought two black men did it? <laughs> and uh, Two men of color. They the drowned, good old days. They drowned my baby. But uh, then it turns out, yeah, it was only 60 bucks, and he didn't want to get busted for going to Cafe Risque. Uh, that was his whole thing. And it just goes to show you, if he was married and he didn't want to tell his chick, how awful marriage is, mm-hmm. or at least his. That he can't tell his wife he went to Cafe Risque. <laughs> and I gotta go there if it's one of those things, uh, it's so bad you have to fake your own, uh, uh, robbery. Right. Alright, Jason, uh, here's a second chance for you, my friend. World, right. na- World National Sports Entertainment or Strange? Uh, let's try entertainment. Alright, here we go. Maybe this would be easier. Alright, entertainment's fill in the blank. Name the Knight Rider star who is handed a temporary restraining order to stay away from his estranged <laughs> wife after she claims spousal abuse. Uh, I have no idea. I'm sorry. It was Kit. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Not everybody watched Night Rider. Whatever. I guess I should have gone with Baywatch. Jesus. That probably would have helped too. Dave, uh, Pam, Pamela Anderson. Anderson. Carmen Electra. Principal Finney. It, it was David Hasselhoff. I gotta say, I'm impressed. I didn't think he had it in him. I thought he was uh, kind of a pansy. I think I think this should be dropped because. I mean, now that one person can put a restraining order on David Heslop, I think 90% of America will. Just make sure he stays out of my town. He'll just go to Germany, where he is the king of pop. don't buy it. I've never heard anybody, I've never seen a sold-out show over there. You know, he always talks about how big he is over there, but I've never seen video of it. When the Berlin Wall was taken down, he did like a concert. And they're cheering, he he was wearing a uh, light-up jacket. They weren't there for him. They were there for the Berlin Wall coming down. He had a fixed uh, audience there for him. Whatever. And they were cheering because they were drunk and happy a wall was falling. Why would they Have cheer? Have you ever been to a demolition? It's why beautiful. Would, why would they cheer freedom when you got Hasselhoff? Yeah. By the way, I guess we have some of his songs that we'll be able to play a little bit later. <laughs> yes. If we wanted to. <laughs> yes. We have such a packed show, but maybe we can get to that. Let's uh, go on next to Daryl in Lake Wales. Daryl, you ready? Yes. Oh, you got to get two out of three correct, my friend. World, yes. national, sports, or strange, which category would you like to go with on the board? National. All right, here's national for Daryl and Lake Wales. All right, national is true or false. The Senate passed a bill today making non-emergency aid to illegal immigrants a felony. Is that true or false? Yes. <laughs> true. True? Oh, no. Wow. Oh, man, I was just watching that on the darn news. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, you get more chances. Don't worry. I will reserve comment for that in just a little bit because as the son of immigrants, uh, uh, possibly illegal, I won't say whether or not, I have some thoughts. Uh, however, we'll keep the game rolling for Daryl. World, strange, or sports? 
You there? The world. world? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here's world. All right, world is true or false as well. Hopefully you'll get this one. A man in yes. Afghanistan was sentenced to death today after it was found that the man switched from Islam to Christianity. Is that true or false? That is false. All right, got it. Good got job. one right. Hold on. If you get another one right, you'll be a uh, a winner. He was actually not sentenced to death. They're thinking about letting him go now. Yeah. That's right. Because he was jailed for switching from Islam to Christianity. Hey, in all reality, a remark you may well go, we're all son of immigrants. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing, too, is... Uh, both of those, not me. Both those religions, uh, essentially the same thing. Really, when it comes down to it, if you look at them very carefully. All right, Daryl. Sports are strange, which is ironic. Strange. That's why they hate each other so much. All right, here strange. we go. Here's strange. All right, strange is multiple choice. A married couple in New Delhi, India, is being forced to divorce after the husband said what three times in his sleep? A. I cheated on you. B. I'm married to someone else. C. I don't love you. Or D. Divorce. Divorce. Good job, Daryl. Hold on, buddy. Yeah, this is um, this is a pretty crazy story. I guess in in Afghanistan it counts if you say divorce three times. No, they're not in Afghanistan. Or New Delhi, India. I'm still on the last one. Right. <laughs> but apparently the court is making them divorce. They have to stay divorced for. Uh, they can't remarry for a hundred days, and the chick has to be with another man and then divorce him before this original couple can get remarried. I like that. I like the whole thing. Say divorce three times and it's done. Just like it were Bloody Mary or, or Beetlejuice or Jinx. Yeah, Beetlejuice. I I call it the Beetlejuice law. If only. <laughs> If only it were that easy. Again, then this guy wouldn't be faking his uh, mugging out in Ocala for going to mm-hmm. Cafe Risque. Exactly. He'd just say, divorce, 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 and it'd be over. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about the, how wonderful that would be. <laughs> uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Hold on to those uh, phone numbers. Because coming up in just a second, you will get qualified for that big screen TV. All right, we got one question left, so we'll go with Mike in Orlando. One and done. You're going to be one and done, Mike, okay? All right. All right, that's what the alternate uh, always gets if they hang through. All right, right, sports is multiple choice today. One better placed a $20 bet on George Mason University to win the whole NCAA tournament at the win Las Vegas. If George Mason, now in the Final Four, wins the tournament, how much will that person get from the bet? Is it A, 4000 B, 6000 C, 8000 or D, $10,000? For one $20 bet on Mason. Uh, what is it? C? D. Uh, D. D. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. It was C. Close, though. It's $8,000, I guess, before they came into the tournament. 401 odds that they would win. Your alma mater, the school that it took you six and a half years to graduate with a communications degree... In the final four. And look at this. $8,000 they're going to have to pay out. Gladly. Because there's only one guy who bet that, and $8,000 is the only thing they're going to have to pay out on it now. And they're going to be able to keep all the rest of the money. All the other $20 that people put on Duke and Gonzaga Mm -hmm. and everybody else. Chunks, what's the pulse over at Mason? Uh, it's crazy. Apparently, I mean, they're setting off fireworks and stuff like that, and everyone's just hanging up banners all over the little city of Fairfax. Bandwagon. Right yeah, I know. Before you guys were a men's volleyball school. <laughs> and you guys have, no, you guys couldn't even, uh, what, put your, your uh, the Patriot Center at half full most of the season? Wow. And now it's uh, 
sold out. You can't get in there. That's yeah, true. I mean, it only holds um, 10,000. Yeah. 10,000. That's it. And you guys got about 4,000 per game. Well, yeah, you know, games are kind of expensive. No, it's it's completely free for anybody who has a student ID. You can walk in with a student ID. They don't charge a dime. Well, that's true. But I Where? At the George Mason games. And they could, still couldn't get a half full. You got to pay $5 that. for additional tickets. You only get one free one. So <laughs> it's up. By the way, I got a picture of our old program director, Cameron Gray, of him on the court. Oh, God. And how excited he I should send it to you. It's like me going back to my high school and being excited to be on that court. <laughs> hey, Heffy, you showed me that picture. Me and he gained a lot of weight. Yeah, he's, he's kinda, chubby. He's chubby now. I saw him when I went up to the uh, Skins Tampa Bay playoff game when I was up in the booth with them. Yeah, he gained a lot of weight. Oh, well, who hasn't? I'm putting it on all, all now because I can't work out anymore. I've got to give you an update. A quick update on my calf that I tore my calf muscle. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from the doctor today. No blood clot, apparently. So at least I'm not going to die yet. As of yet, no blood clot. However, I still got to go back into the doctor on uh, Friday. One can still form. I think it, it would form immediately. Oh. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. I don't think so. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, it's Monday night in the Hideout. It's Real Radio 104.1. Coming up is a very interesting, deep interview about 9-11, I think, that's going to happen at 8 o'clock with guys who uh, wrote and directed Loose Change 9-11. You're not going to want to miss that. So we'll keep it light up until then. And that'll even be a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll have our own. We'll own. have some fun with that as well, but, you know. Uh, however, Dubs, did you see this real fast? <laughs> Who's the sexiest woman in the world? As it- voted on. Has voted on? Mm-hmm. Well, if they saw the pictures on the uh, hideout section, Matt Albert. I'll throw you a bone and say Monica Bellucci. No? She did not make the top ten, and that is a travesty. Um, no, Monica Bellucci did not make the top ten, let alone being number one, although I would have to say. Um, let's see. Matt, you probably saw this, didn't you? No, I didn't. All right, you want to throw out a guess? I'll guess, you know, the usual Angelina Jolie. No. Wow. She was number two. Mm. Probably the pregnancy. I'll say Aniston then. Aniston not in the top ten. <laughs> Why would you say Aniston? <laughs> I figured it had to be someone that was in that triangle. Tommy, you're the, you uh did you see this or no? No, I didn't. Sexiest woman alive, uh in the world voted on. Mm, trying to think of who's popular. Is it someone who's like popular right now yeah. or have they been popular for a long time? Yeah, they're popular right now. I hate this because I always draw a blank on this. Uh, I'll, I'll give a uh, prize that to somebody who can guess it. 407-916-1041, I'll still EJ from the U, Scarlett Johansson. All right, I guess I won't give out a prize. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, Heretic Martin says jailbait. How's that? Uh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson voted number one. Wow. In the Sexiest Woman in the World contest. I don't know if I agree with that. I think she's very hot and very sexy. Number one in the world? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little overstatement. Here's the thing about her, and I like it. It's kind of odd. Maybe it's good that she was voted so, but she's a little chubby. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. I mean, she got some meat to her. And she kind of spe- has that baby fat in her face, too. Especially if you saw her in the Vogue mm-hmm. front page. 
It looked she's, like they had to kind of uh, airbrush her a little bit, probably, because of how, you know, kind of voluptuous she is. She looked like she had a nice ass, like it was big, but laying down, she's got, a, there's enough of her where her hamstrings, ass, and back could kind of meld together mm-hmm. a little bit, if you saw that Vogue. I really analyzed that thing a lot. Not the only one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, her uh, partner on that one, Kira Knightley, is number five. Uh, Jessica Alba, number three. Jessica Simpson, number four. Halle Berry. Mm. Now, from here, I think the top six, most people would agree, I think they're probably top ten worthy. Berry, Knightley, Simpson, Alba, Jolie, Johansson. Top ten worthy. Here's 7 through 10. And it's like every list has to do this mm-hmm. just to generate the, hey, what are you talking about? 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Jenny uh, McCarthy, number 7. There's something about her. I still like her. Mm-hmm. She's too mannish with her face and the way that she acts. I don't think her face has anything mash about it. I think it's just her... Uh, her jawline. She has a Tommy Bateman jawline. And Tommy's a very soft man. Please. Chiseled. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, number eight, Maria Sharpovova, I guess. She is a tennis player. Yeah. Number nine, Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Terry Hatcher. Oh, oh. Those last two are overrated. They're like... Like Alyssa Milano, they just kind of throw them out, you know, average hot chicks now. You can't really go that old on this list. It was the FHM Top 100, and I guess this is going to be out in May. But I told you, Top 6, I think everyone could pretty much agree, except for maybe even number 1, Johansson, whether or not she's Top 10 worthy. I think she is Top 10 worthy. I wouldn't complain about her being on a Top 10, but number 1, I may have a problem with. So now you got to stop and think, all right, who didn't make the list? And... If you're literally throwing in 50-year-olds like Terry Hatcher, yeah, why not bump it up a little bit more and just throw in a Dolly Parton or somebody like that? I don't think she was ever top 10 hottest chicks in the world. I think she's... Because of her boobs? Well, I mean, her face has never been that terrific. It's now, her boobs a carrier. Now, here's what's ironic. Uh, Jessica Alba says she's sick of being sexy. <laughs> she's sick of playing sex kittens on the screen and would love to start in a romantic comedy. She wants more challenging roles. <laughs> I guess like a romantic comedy. Something that could really challenge her like a serendipity. <laughs> or can't hardly wait. Yeah, a romantic comedy is not really a challenging role. I want her to play Harriet Tubman and come back to me and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know that'll li- be a challenge for you. The Life and Times of Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. starring Jessica Alba. If she can pull that off, then I have respect for her. But until then, play the sex kitten role. Enjoy your check. She plays a nurse in a movie about the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Amistad 2. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She wants to challenge herself with the romantic comedy. Oh, and here's another thing she wants to challenge, too. Her choice in leading men, George Clooney. That's her ideal oh. choice. I love George Clooney. I think he's fabulous. Best Batman ever. I would agree. No. <laughs> Keaton all the way. He even said he hated it, and he literally did, <laughs> he did that it for a check. Just to get paid. Mm-hmm. JC and Altamont, you're in the hideout. What's up, JC? Yo, man, I'm 
now, why you got to hate on Serendipity? You know that's a great movie. You know you sit on your couch and you eat ice cream and you cry to that movie. You know what? I, I love it. it. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I, I love that movie. It's just not very challenging one. It's a very easy one to watch. John Cusack. In I fact, I love every Cusack movie. High Fidelity, one of my favorites. I, I've said it, but oh, don't laugh now. <laughs> There's something about that serendipity. All right, guys refuse to admit, but they watch a movie like that, even them, they get a little romantic. I didn't get romantic. I enjoyed the movie. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my phone number in this book, and then I'm going to sell it. <laughs> and the yeah. girl of my dreams will call me, I... and we'll go ice skating. Yeah, Chunks tried that, but it was in a copy of Buds, you know? Blue boy. Horned <laughs> <laughs> uh... up dudes, volume two. Matt, maybe that's what you ought to do. Just write down your phone number everywhere. <laughs> Just where girls hang out. Leave it at the Limited Express. He can't afford the minutes for people calling. Lane Bryant. <laughs> One Just, potato, two potato. La petite. You know, just places <laughs> where, where girls will congregate and say, hey, um, maybe I'll dial this phone number. Hot the Limited topic. Two. Hot topic. I said Limited Two. You don't listen, do you? Oh, I thought you meant the... Uh, I, I said the kid's phone. <laughs> That's what I said. Nah, we'll I didn't hear a, you. We'll take a break. We'll Baby come. Gap. What? All right, now you're just... It's a hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Monday night in the hideout, it's Rural Radio 104.1. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll talk to the makers of that documentary, Loose Change 9-11. Yeah. I got to watch a little bit of it. It really pissed me off that I couldn't watch the whole thing, though. I'm I don't know to... why it didn't work at your place. I mean, it, it would work and then stop work. Like, for the first two or three minutes, it was fine. And then, like, you know, like, uh, I would go ten seconds uh, on, ten seconds uh, stop. Ten, you know, and it, it right. wouldn't stop. Hey, right, let's go to Stamper and Bear Lake as far as the sexiest job. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, first, I just want to say, um, I got a little bone to pick with Matt. All right, Matt Albert. Yep. Yeah, the only guy who's only ever dated his hand was busting on my date Saturday night. What did I say? I said, where's your date? That's all yeah, I said. Yeah, and then I was like, why? Well, I said something smart like you want her or something. You're like, no, you can have that. <laughs> That's all yeah. I said. His problem is he's too picky for his own mirror. I will. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with I that. completely agree that he's way too picky. Right. Matt, you should be able to. You should want to throw it to anybody as a 21 year old virgin. True. And you well, know and you would have hit that if she was interested. He's got about as much game as a four year old handicapped kid. Exactly. What, what's your guess for sexiest job? Um, if stripping is excluded, then uh, uh, bartending. Because I've seen some hot, sexy bartenders, especially at about 1:30. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, bartender not in there. By the way, is a list of dudes. Sorry. Uh, Still stands. Mo. <laughs> Paul, what's up, Paul? Hey. What you got, buddy? Well, can I ask another question first? Hey, if, you, if my neighbor or my buddy's got a Mo card, is that okay? <laughs> Actually, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a proud card-carrying member of Mo's. So uh, does he, man. I don't know if I made you a Mo or not. <laughs> I say you pull we that out as often as you can. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Uh, uh, race car driver. Uh, race car driver not in the top ten, let alone the sexiest. Sorry, my friend. Top ten male sexiest jobs. Is disc jockey on there? <laughs> uh, no. And all you need to do is go to realradio.fm and look at all the photos. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, the ones of Matt Albert down there right now are pretty sexy. 
Mm. Look at that ass. <laughs> There's a lot of it. You can't help but look. Uh, Scott in Orlando, what do you got? Yeah, I just watched Ladder 49 with a chick this weekend, and she was drooling over. It's got to be Firefighter. Yes, absolutely. That is one. You are a winner. And Wayne in Orlando, your guess? CEO. Yeah, that's also a winner, too. Both of them tied. Give those two men prizes. A or, CEO and Firefighter? Or qualifications for the uh, TV, whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the firefighter thing was very played out. I didn't think that was uh, still the nice hot job. I guarantee you that is why my stepbrother, Mm -hmm. who has a degree in sociology, getting his master's in sociology, is now going to go, wants to be a firefighter, just so that he can get some ass. Does he have uh, trouble with it? Yes. Oh, come on. We've talked to him. He he lost his virginity to a stripper. Uh, which sounds good, except for their boyfriend was uh, sitting right there playing big pimpin' in the background. <laughs> yes. So I would say he has a little bit of an issue. Yeah, doer. How's he That's gonna right. like, run up the steps carrying like 150 pounds on his back? Yeah, he's very he's very weak. He looks like Butthead. Butthead the firefighter. Oh. I don't see him running up any flights of steps ever. I oh, look. I know him. I've known him for a very long time. I I laughed when he said he was going to be a firefighter. I told him, you can't be serious. Why? Uh, <laughs> chicks, dude. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Do a life-threatening job like that just so you can get chicks. What else possibly? is he going to do? Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, but you, would you want him on your team? Oh, I'm just here to get chicks. I don't care about putting out a fire that's 8,000 degrees. You'd end up being more into the hose, though. I like that. That was a good pun. Thank you. That was great. I try to work them in. I know you do. All right, here. Ruin topic, man. Go ahead and uh, ruin this, because we were about to wrap it up anyway to get to the 9-11 stuff. All right. The gayest one is flight attendant. That is number two. Actually, uh, flight attendant was number five. Oh, and then I have interior designer. That was on there. Planner, nurse. Teacher, doctor, lawyer, and reporter to round out the list. Uh, you got most of the list. Unfortunately, not all of it. Thank you, Ruin Topic Man. <laughs> He's my favorite caller so far. All right, here's what I have according to AOL and Salary.com. And this is percentages. All right. 5% tied. It is nurse, soldier, interior designer. So a soldier is tied with interior designer. I'm I, sure they're happy to hear that. I guess it isn't all about danger. If interior oh. designer is pulling as much as a soldier. You should see what the, what the fire they're playing with. 6% event planner, police officer. Hey, is event planner like a job that just kind of has developed since the 80s? Yeah, that, that's something that uh, really you only work with more rich people and everything. It's, really, it's, a, it's a job for the lazy, you know, that don't want to plan their own parties and their own uh, things. Um, seven percent flight attendant, ten percent doctor, pilot, twelve percent CEO, sixteen firefighter, sixteen. All right, let me ask you, Dubs, out of all these on here, what would you uh, what would you want to be? Out of all those, like if you instead of being on the uh, radio, what would you want to be? Hmm. Well, I wouldn't want to be a firefighter for sure. I think as gay as it's gonna sound. I think it would be a, a actually a cool job because you're still creating interior design. Mo, huh? Did you say something? Did you know?
Dude, you picked interior design? Yes. I know I don't want to do physical stuff. Why interior design over event planner then? Because I think I would be I would like picking the colors of rooms. If you want to do nothing, nice pastel. If you want to do nothing, how about a nice CEO? Ah, that's too slimy for me. That is true. I, that is the filthiest one, filthiest one on the list. I choose hairdresser. Hairdresser isn't on here. Never mind then. <laughs> Mo. I do uh, event out, event planner with then. a bunch of queens in here. My goodness, Matt. You want me to since, massage your scalp? Since you have no uh, job, <laughs> what are you I, going with? I definitely go with interior design. Jesus! <laughs> it, well, like when you mess with those, you know, splats, like spackle. No, not spackle. <laughs> those things with the different colors on it. Oh, when just you're like picking the, out colors for a room. Bunch yeah. of she man. It's so fun. It's like canary, mm, nah, gold. No, canary is too yellow. Yeah. You need something, you know, it's too little, noisy. Yeah, you need you to have a nice mellow feel to the room. You don't want to come in and have it feel like a drunk tank. And you sissies! Tank. I don't want to be a pilot. Going with hairdresser still. It's not on the list. Should Pay attention. Be. Should be 1B. All right, let me ask you this. So does, by just according to the list, mm-hmm. do you think that this is just all about, like, women are going more for money or looks? CEO, um, firefighter, you know, like pilot, doctor—they all make good money. It's so, kind of split right down the middle, though. I would say, like the interior design and everything; those are usually good-looking dudes. That's why I'd be love to be a part of it. And then you got like the CEO, who are usually fat but rich. Matt, that could be you. You're one of those. But I'm not rich. Instead, you're just American, fat and poor. Yeah. You're rich in values. <laughs> right. Bob and Lakeland, you're in the hideout, real fast, so we can get to our 9/11 documentary. Hey, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, one of the things you guys might have thought, not thought of is if you're a fireman, you have a schedule that lets you do all those other jobs. You could be an interior designer and a fireman because you're off for two days. That's right. Our buddy Zeppelin, who's a firefighter out in Leesburg, he's telling me about his schedule, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, that just sounds fantastic. And he says most of the time too, they're just grab assing. You know, they're just having fun like a big fraternity. Now, I know, of exactly. course, firefighter is a tough job, and you're putting your life on the line. Yeah. But, you know, I could be cutting hair on break. I could use a little uh, trimming in the back. I don't know. All right, people want to come to your defense. Barry and DeLand, you're in the hideout. Real fast, and we've got to go to break. Yeah, buddy, i just got to come to homie's defense there about the interior design. Mm-hmm. I'm about as far as remote as you can get, and it's something I enjoy, too. You know, it's just really neat if you can pull the right colors and stuff together and make a place look comfortable. That's what we've done in the hideout. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's not that's not something at all that human beings with vages like to do. No, Thank you. think about it. You you get to stand back and look at something you've done and admire it. I know. I do that thing. with my poo. I well, stand if up. That, if that was on the top ten, a pooer. I would take that, but it's not there. I stand up, I turn around, I'm like, wow, I guess I did eat a lot. There's kind of a shade of green in there. I had a nice forest green poo today. <laughs> no one cares. Did you have Seriously. some uh, Moe's nachos? Yeah, I know, right? Tony in the Palm Coast, you're in the hideout. Card-carrying member. What's up, Tony? Hey, uh, you know, one of the things about interior decorator, you know, they probably get a bunch of chicks, and, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing, because you're around girls all the time. Yeah. And they they want to get close to you because they think you may be gay, but you end up being straight. Wrap them in. I'm not wrapping anything. Matt, you can pick out colors, hair color. I want green. 
Again, <laughs> what's like the I'll, fascination? Money. I'll do it. Take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the Hideout. All right, if you're a good American, you question everything. And we're going to talk to the writer, director, all the guys behind the movie Loose Change 9-11. A fascinating film about what may have really gone on on that fateful day, uh, September 11th, 2001. We'll take a break, come back, chat with those boys next in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up at the end of this segment, a chance for you to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP projection HDTV, J-Dubs. Um... You'll want to have the phone numbers handy for that and also to participate in this discussion. So it's 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Dubs, over the weekend, I went to see a fantastic documentary um, down at the Winter Park Village, I think it is. Mm -hmm. It was entitled Why We Fight. And I'll talk about it a little bit more later on. But it is just an amazing movie, basically centered around... Uh, President Eisenhower, and him warning about something called the military-industrial complex, and him beginning to get worried about where the military and corporations and Congress kind of all meld together. Become one entity. And there's no real checks and balances in how, you know, the military is just completely, um, and it's a big money-making thing. And it was a fantastic movie, and it kind of leads up from, it starts with his last address to the nation, and then it moves through, like, kind of today, where we are now. Kind of a whole timeline there? Yeah, and it was, and it, you watch it, and just the profits that are being made on war, and how it's big business, and how because it's good for business, maybe we're going to see more wars. So I see this movie, and I'm coming out, I get out, and I'm just uh, enraged. Well, on Friday, somebody sent me a link to another movie. Uh, it was online. You can find it on Google. Uh, or you can find it on LooseChange911.com. And it was a conspiracy, quote-unquote, movie, where uh, we had played clips of Charlie Sheen talking about, you know, questions mm-hmm. about what happened on 9-11. Yeah, he ran through everything and had his question for it. Now, I normally, J-Dubs, uh, I don't toss these things aside, but I'll watch them kind of when I get to them because we get so much of this stuff sent to us constantly. Mm -hmm. I will say this, though. I'm always open-minded because one of our mantras here in the hideout, question authority, question everything, think for yourself, and we're constantly railing against, you know, especially the media and how we just genuinely don't trust any of it, even though I guess we're technically part of the establishment. So... Uh, I watched this thing, this LooseChange911.com, and I uh, my jaw drops. I'm fantastic. I watched this thing, and my jaw drops mm-hmm. over, you know, the theories that are in it, and what could have happened, you know, on September 11th, 2001. And I'm thinking, all right, first of all, we got to get these guys who made this film on the air, because in our questioning nature, I'm like. A lot of it, the way it's put together, it seems to make sense to me, you know. But then on the other hand, you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm one of those guys then. Yeah, you, uh, it kind of freaks you out because then you start to think, 
Well, I thought that person was crazy for saying it before. Now everybody's going to think I'm crazy. So let's talk to the boys who put this together. And I do kind of mean boys. I mean, we're young, Dubs, 28, 25. Mm-hmm. I guess Dylan Avery, who is just my newest friend on MySpace, um, wrote and directed this. Uh, welcome into the hideout. Dylan Avery, Corey Rowe, and Jason Burmis from LooseChange911.com. Fellas, how are you? Doing fine. Yeah, we're doing great, man. All right, Dylan, uh, you first. Why did you make this movie? Uh, why did I make it? Basically, it all started back in May 2002 when I was writing a fictional story, well, what was supposed to be fictional, a uh, story about myself and my friends discovering that September 11th was basically not all that it was cracked up to be. Uh, upon doing doing my research for writing this movie, it turned out that you know it might not have been fictional after all. So um, over the course of the next two, two and a half years, what happened is that I slowly uh, got away from the idea of filming an actual you know, feature-length movie because I realized I didn't have the resources at my disposal at the time, and I mm-hmm. decided that making a documentary would be a lot more realistic. So that's what happened over the course of two and a half years, and that's well, how it became to the form that you see it today. So it was all basically by accident. Uh, if I had to describe it up in one sentence. All right, so loosechange911.com uh, is the website. Now, right, here's the big. Here was the big knock against uh, Michael Moore. He's making money off of it. You can't trust him. He's making money off of it. Are you making money off of this movie? Uh, technically, yes. But I mean, we. I mean, as much as we make, we all put it right back into the movement. And I mean that. And we have a message right on the front of our webpage that says, "If you lost anybody on September 11th, we're more than happy. We're, we're more than happy to send out free DVDs to people." I mean, we get a lot of people. I mean, we get emails from like retired veterans who were like, "I didn't lose anybody on 9/11, but you know, I went to World War II, and you know, I fought for this country, and you know, learning about this." And I mean, they tell us these stories. We're like, you know, screw it. We'll send them a DVD. So I mean, we're not we're not doing this to make money, and we do everything within our power to you know convince people that we aren't. I've right. well, well, watched yeah, movies. We also offer them for three dollars a piece. If you want to buy ten, oh, you okay. Can hand out nine DVDs and keep one for yourself. Yeah, I mean, we offer them up at basically, you know, cost just so people can buy them and hand them out to people. Or that, I mean, we tell people where to download it on, you know, on the internet all the time, and we encourage it. Yeah, that's the thing. I got it for free via email. I was, you know, you can Google it and you can find it there. Uh, we're talking to um, Dylan, Corey, and Jason from LooseChange911.com. All right, so Dubs, let's start getting into a little bit of the theories yeah. here. Actually, boys, that was the setup. Uh, we're going to have you on for a while, so if you guys can hang tight. Coming up next, here are some of the questions that I'd like to kind of get answered and that are answered in this film that I think people should watch. Uh, what were some of the suspicious activities that happened in the weeks before 9-11? Uh, why does the whole Pentagon attack not make sense? Uh, what are like the physics behind why the World Trade Center couldn't have come down just because of jet fuel? What happened to Flight 93? All that kind of stuff. What are your sources? So all that stuff will answer next if you guys can hang tight. Again, I'm telling you guys to go check this thing out. Whether you want to believe it or all or not is up to you. I am saying you watch this thing and you question everything, not only that these guys are saying, but especially what uh, our government and our media is telling us. We'll take a break. We'll come back. If you have any questions, if you've seen this thing, we'll bring it up next in The Hideout on Row Radio 104.1. Coming up next on The Hideout. Uh, more with the guys from LooseChange911.com. Dylan Avery, Corey Rowe, and Jason Burmis. We'll get into the uh, the deep stuff about the film and a lot of the so-called conspiracies behind it. 
It's a hideout road radio 104.1. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. 1041 star one oh four one if you have a singular wireless phone. Congratulations to Bill Rogers in Ocala. Got qualified for that fifty two inch Mitsubishi DLP projection HD TV. Another qualification coming up at nine fifteen, ten fifteen. In the meantime, we're talking to the boys who uh, made Loose Change 9-11. Uh, LooseChange911.com documentary um, alleging how the government was involved in 9-11, J-Dubs. We set it up. Uh, now let's talk to the boys, Dylan, Corey, and Jason. All right, first off, what were some of the suspicious activities that happened leading up to 9-11? Um like involving stocks, involving warnings of flights and specific people. What happened there, Dylan? Well, actually, this is Jason, but some of the things that happened were there was insider trading in both American and United Airlines that led back to the number three guy at the CIA at the time, Buzzy Cromgard. Um, they were running numerous war games in the months and even years leading up to 9-11 involving hitting the Pentagon and the World Trade Center with uh, aircraft. Foreign intelligence agencies such as Russia and Israel, they, they had warned us that uh, there was hijackings in the midst and named the World Trade Center as targets. But the most telling thing is that Bush signed W199I in August, right before the attack. Now, this is covered in uh, Greg Powell's documentary, or his uh, book, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, and the BBC actually did a huge piece on it. Now, this document basically stopped Deputy Director of the, the uh, FBI, John O'Neill, from going after Zacharias Musawi and other members of al-Qaeda. said that they would arrest them under national security if they went after them. So he resigns, and uh, he thinks he gets a sweetheart deal as head of World Trade Center security. It turns out his first day is on September 11th, and he's killed with the first plane's impact. And who was this person again? He was, uh, his name is Deputy Director John O'Neill. He, he was a guy in the uh, Chicago FBI, very high up in the FBI. And he had been tracking these guys. If you see the Massawi trial now, all these FBI agents are coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we knew where he was. We were tracking him. We had surveillance on him. That's the whole able danger documents that have come out. I mean, these guys were being followed by the FBI all over the place. Now, here's the interesting thing, too, that was in the movie, Not, uh, LooseChange911.com. You can see it uh, online there. Google it. You can watch the thing in its entirety. Was, I guess, the guy who was just in the news today, Larry Silverstein, I think is his name, who uh, owned the whole, like, kind of World Trade Center complex. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was, like, within a month or so of 9-11, took out this, rebought it, did something where it ended up getting this in, this real large insurance policy on the entire uh, complex. Then, too, they talked about some of the insider trading, where it was literally days before, United and American Airlines. What are, what are those kinds of stocks where, in case the stock goes bad, uh, um, that's where you can end up protecting yourself. And these things shot up, like, literally days before 9-11. So that's a little financial stuff uh, there in the background. Also, to what was it, the mayor of San Francisco that was warned not to get on a plane and other officials as well? I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, just as far as, like, who, like, there were actual officials 
who were told not to fly uh, in the days right before 9/11? Yeah, there's um, the first thing is that there were a number of top Pentagon brass that, uh, according to Newsweek, canceled their flight plans for the next morning. Uh, also, the mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, uh, he received a mystery phone call from his security people warning him not to fly the next morning. Um, do, you, do you want me to talk about Silverstein real quick? Yeah, sure, you bet. And that's the guy, the guy. I guess the guy who owns the night, the uh, World Trade Center. Yeah, complex. Larry Silverstein basically. Uh, he already owned World Trade Center Building Seven, which is a, a 347-story uh, building, which is 300 feet away from the North Tower, and we'll probably end up talking about that later tonight. Uh, Larry Silverstein already owned Building 7, and on July 24, 2001, he signed a $3.2 billion, 99-year lease on the entire World Trade Center complex, basically bought the entire thing, which was unprecedented. And uh, he took out a specific lease covering terrorism. And this is, again, July 24, 2001, so like two and a half months before 9-11. Um, all right, so that's just kind of the stuff that led up to it. Um Let's talk about the actual attacks. Again, we're talking to uh, Dylan Avery, Corey Rowe, and uh, Jason Burmis of LoseChange911.com. And, again, this is something I watched over the weekend, and I've re been reposting it on MySpace. I've been sending it to people an email uh, for them to watch and uh, think on their own about what they see. Now, with the uh, with the uh, insurance policy for terrorism on the World Trade Centers, what, wasn't hasn't there been uh, terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center before? Wouldn't it be uh, Wouldn't it just be you know uh, a common smart... a common thing to do if you've already had that kind of damage done to your building? Yeah, to get... Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, do you guys know about the ninety three World Trade Center bombing at all? Uh, that it happened. That's yeah. what I know. Yeah. It, that it happened, exactly. I mean, if you want to go to the mainstream news sources, you go to the Washington Post, and I believe the New York Times did a piece on it. It turns out that they had an inside guy. His name was Ahmed Salam. He was an Egyptian army officer. And they actually, the FBI actually cooked the bomb for them. And Ahmad Salam had gotten these other guys, Ramsey Youssef and them, on tape, you know, ready to bomb the World Trade Center. And then the, the, the guys at the FBI told him to go through with it. Now, at this point, Salam gets suspicious. So he rigs his, ha his house up with cameras and has the deputy director of the FBI in New York come to his house and then order him to do it. So then the attacks go off, they arrest everybody, and Ahmad Salam says, you know what, you can't arrest me because I work for the FBI. They laugh at him. He's got copies of the tapes. They end up paying him a million dollars in testimony against the other guys. Wow. How is it that we don't know about this stuff? Why doesn't America... I mean, this is the first time hearing about it. I'll go look it up. But how is this... This is the first time we're hearing about any of this. Why don't we Google it? I mean, you, listen, if you do a Google image search of World Trade Center 93 bombing, you, you'll see the article I'm talking about. And the reason the public doesn't know about this is because they're so consumed by American Idol and other nonsense to care. That I mean, they do one story on this stuff, and then it goes away. That I will agree with. When you watch your documentary, you can see a lot of the stuff that you guys are quoting and using in your sources is stuff kind of buried in the middle of an article on USA Today or CNN.com or something like that. Literally somewhere uh, where most people aren't even going to get to. Even if they read the paper, the paper they're not going to get that far into it. Let's talk about the World Trade Center, okay? I mean, uh, let's talk about the Pentagon because some people have questioned. Um, like as far and that was a big thing in the Charlie Sheen interview, I guess, where he was, you know, quoting a lot of the stuff from your, which your from your movie, I suppose. What is it exactly about the attack on the Pentagon that makes you guys step back and say, "Hey, this isn't right"? Well, I mean, I think the most obvious thing to people, at least when they watch Lose Change, is the fact that there's little to no trace of a 757 hitting the building. Uh, CNN's Jamie McIntyre, he was a reporter that was on the scene immediately after the crash. 
and uh, he reported live, and we've got this in the movie. He uh, because someone at the someone at the station was like, "Jamie, we've got reports that a plane hit the building," and his his response is, "Well, you know, it might have looked that way, but from my close-up perspective, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. You know, there are no large tail sections, wing sections, engines, a fuselage, anything like that anywhere around." And, I mean, it's not just his testimony. You can see the actual pictures and the video taken before that because a lot of the pictures that people seen and remember of the Pentagon is that uh, 64-foot chunk where, you know, the mm -hmm. wall had just, you know, bottomed out like it was cut with a knife. And uh, basically that happened a half hour after the impact. Before that chunk of the wall had collapsed, there was a 16-foot hole in diameter, no more than 16 feet um, on the outside of the Pentagon wall. And this has actually been confirmed by one of the... Uh, uh, the freelance photographers who we had the, uh, the privilege of interviewing a while back who shot the first 12 minutes of footage outside the Pentagon, and he told us himself, he's like, look, there was only one hole, and it was that 16-foot hole, and I could have jumped into it. It was like a garage door. Uh, and so basically what the, gov what the government's trying to tell us is that a 100-ton Boeing 757 with a wingspan of at least 124 feet crashes into this building at full speed, disappears, and leaves this 16-foot hole with no wreckage outside and no trace of a 757 inside. No, absolutely. I mean, and you watch this, and the cool thing that, you know, kudos to you guys, because I know you did all this, like, on a laptop with a very limited budget. Again, the movie LooseChange911.com is it shows that hole you're talking about and then what a, you know, 757 would look like, just, like, diameter-wise mm -hmm. and how it would fit, and how it doesn't, you know, where you're not going to have... The uh, the engines, there's no mark of where the engines would have flown in. The tail, how it would have come, uh, you know, splitting off. Now, what about the people who say, hey, it got burned up by the jet fuel? <laughs> well, a lot of people actually laugh when they hear that. Uh, you but just did. Basically, the thing about that explanation <laughs> is the government wants us to believe the jet fuel is hot enough to vaporize, you know, a jumbo jet. But they also want us to believe that the fire was cool enough to not burn up the DNA of 184 people that they found at the Pentagon. I mean, DNA is a very, very fragile substance. It burns it, I mean, I can only imagine it, right, a couple hundred degrees Fahrenheit is the melting point of DNA? I think of three, maybe. Yes, yeah, three. And, I mean, it's just impossible. I mean, the government cherry-picks their evidence when it comes to the Pentagon. I mean, they want us to believe this, but at the same time they want us to believe this. It's like, look, guys, science is absolute. I mean, not if you live in Kansas. Uh, in Kansas, they don't believe in science. Now, uh, I, I know when we were uh, working in D.C. and we uh, brought up this before, uh, there were uh, uh, people saying that uh, that uh, at, at the job they worked at, where they had uh, different surveillance cameras and everything, that people from the government came and confiscated those surveillance camera tapes and everything. So there really is no videotape of what happened. Oh, there is, there, though. There, there's actually supposed to be uh, 84 cameras that would have picked up the 757 flying into the Pentagon. And out of all those 84 cameras, there hasn't been one video that has uh, that has shown proof of a 757 flying into the Pentagon. Because they haven't released them. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they were there to confiscate the ones from, from the Sheridan Hotel and, and the gas station across the hill of mm -hmm. the Pentagon. They were there within minutes to confiscate these videotapes with a warning for the employees not to discuss what they had seen. I mean, to date, the only thing that the, uh, that, the, that the government has released in the in the view is five frames of, of uh, some object flying into the building. You cannot distinguish whether it's a plane. You cannot distinguish whether whether it's a missile. You can't, you can't distinguish whatever. It is five frames of nothing, of blurry image that's supposed to tell us that a 757 flew into the Pentagon and didn't even break the glass of the windows. Yeah, that was the other thing about it, too. Uh, when you watch those five frames... You're not seeing a 757. Uh, it, you just—it's not there. And then again, you look at the hole, 
and you again you look at okay again the um the fuel supposedly burned up the plane but it didn't burn up the dna of the 184 people identified so what happened to that plane then where what's well, what, the explanation or, or let's even ask uh the boys from loose change 911.com what happened uh, according what's your theory well i mean we can't say for certain you know what happened to these planes because we didn't say these planes crashed into buildings or into a field but we can tell you that there was numerous war games going on that morning including a war game with norad running 20 hijacked jets on their screen 20 plus actually they would interject the hijacking at the exact same time these hijackings were going on so, I mean, it was very difficult for them to tell, you know, which were the real ones and which were the exercises. And we illustrate that in the movie uh, when we end the timeline and you actually hear the conversation. In all the conversations of the reported hijackings, the guys go, wait a minute, is this real world or an exercise? And that's because they were running ex- exercises all that morning to cover the attack. All right, let's take a break here, boys. We'll come back. Hold on for me. If you... Again, it's Dylan, Corey, and Jason from the movie LooseChange911.com. It's the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next. Up next next. on The Hideout. All right, that's the big thing about the Pentagon, Doug. Mm -hmm. When we come back, let's talk about the actual World Trade Center and the boys' theory on what it was that brought down not only the North Tower, the South Tower, but also Building 7 and why this is disturbing, if indeed true. Call if you have any questions into The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Monday night in The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up, we'll play our uh, weekend game. Uh, whose weekend was it? Talking to the guys from LooseChange911.com. They say it's a uh, documentary about how the government was involved. Mm-hmm. Or at least knew about 9-11. All right, K-Mike brings up, very sarcastically, not to interject any you know facts into this discussion, but DNA can easily survive cremation. Uh, 1,500 plus degrees inside of thicker bones like teeth, a jet fuel fire would be nothing. So I'm getting our crack staff to see if they can uh, verify that or not. We'll get back to the boys, Dylan, Corey, and Jason. Titanium will only start to melt at at least 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Do what? Oh, no. oh, go, oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I, I was saying the jet fuel won't melt until, or, or sorry, um, titanium won't start to melt until reaching at least 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so, and that's one of the things you bring up in the uh, in the movie. So there's no way that the plane, or at least certain portions of the plane, would vaporize. And well, I'm, I'm saying DNA wouldn't have survived heat up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which would have melted. Yes, if it was to have melted completely. Okay, and that's if there was actually a plane. All right, exactly. fair enough. All right, well we'll throw that out there, and we'll have people look at it. Fair enough, uh, Dylan, Corey, and Jason. All right, let's Absolutely. move on. Well, and one thing, I mean, when people now they're listening, if they want to check any of this evidence, they can go to our our, our website, uh, www.loosechange911.com, and click on the evidence tab, and they can follow along with this discussion and source the articles that we're talking about right to it. Uh, I mean, you can follow along all the evidence through the entire documentary is is streamed and sourced right there. Here's the problem: uh, we're Americans, we don't do that. No, I mean um, that takes work. Don't you? We'd rather you have, have people just tell us stuff and we'll take it in. Uh, now, don't you know Jack Bauer is about to uh, kill somebody yes. here in about 30 minutes? Please. Oh, man, uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm recording it. I got, I got recording it on my DVR box. It's my right. favorite show. Uh-huh. Now, uh, how, have you gotten a lot of the people uh, mad at you, or what, what's the overall reaction? 
the overall reaction mainly is is we have like a 99% conversion. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to the majority it's unreal. of people, I mean, it, it just opens their eyes and it shows them that they can think outside the box and that they can see that there are there is uh, other agendas in the background operating and and the, the real story is not always what you're told on CNN. Um, and it's it's been it's been good. There has been a few people that have given us negative responses and we and we respect that and that's our target audience. You know, that's that's who we're trying to go to and say and show them this evidence and really try to change the people that that are going to be hard to believe that can't think outside the box. You watch this thing and even if you're the biggest skeptic, you're looking at all the uh, the sources that are thrown up to uh you know support back, it. to support this documentary and you you have a tough time you know picking it apart uh let's move on to the world trade center we've covered the pentagon what is it specifically about the world trade center that makes you guys question uh that it was the jet fuel or the actual planes that brought it down well uh if i would have to pick one fact that's probably the most glaring uh, scientifically and probably the most irrefutably is the fact that the Twin Towers themselves, uh, the North and South Tower, basically came down in a free fall, which means that there was no resistance whatsoever to 200,000 tons of steel, 425,000 cube concrete. I mean, the people that had never been to the World Trade Center, never been in the Twin Towers, don't realize how massive these buildings really were. And I mean, the idea that 10,000 gallons of jet fuel can completely pulverize an entire building and it can just come crumbling down to the ground as dust in 10 seconds with no resistance whatsoever it, it defies logic i mean the thing is the thing is the official story is that it was a pancake theory you know a progressive collapse like the trusses on one mm-hmm. floor fell and that crashed down onto another and so forth and so forth there's the thing is there still would have been that split second or, or longer where those trusses had to fail and the building would have slowly come down floor by floor Bam, bam, bam. It would have taken a lot longer than 10 seconds. It would not have come down in a free fall. Galileo's, Galileo's Law of Falling Bodies, it calculates... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys are using mm. science. Mm. And, uh... <laughs> Our bad story. Gala who? Is that a new uh, drink from Sobe? What is this? All right, go ahead, go ahead with the Galileo thing. No, that, that was you, Corey. Uh, That's the, all you. The, Gal- the Galileo's uh, law of falling bodies calculates an, an object in, in complete freefall speed, and it's it's uh, it's like 9.8 meters per second squared. And if you calculate the, the height of the World Trade Center, which was 1,000. 1,362 feet tall. Exactly, and the amount of time that it took down, it would have come out to 9.2 seconds. If you take the collapse of the buildings and you take a stopwatch, the collapse of the building is between 9 and 10 and a half seconds, and it's it's completely freefall. It's it's against every every aspect of of how they said it would really did happen. I, now you guys seem well educated. What's your guys' background? Um, I uh, I'm Corey and I uh, I was in high school and then I joined the army and, uh, and now I you're here and now I'm here. Ah, oh, one of those army boys that can't be trusted, eh? Oh, I see. I see how it is. Absolutely not. Oh, no, I'm, I'm doing the right thing for this country. <laughs> I don't Born know. Domestic, right? Hey, here's the thing to support you. Uh, we shouldn't question this because that brings down your morale. I don't know if you've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. If you if you don't support the official story, you're unpatriotic. Exactly. How dare you? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. What about the rest? to you boys, and I'll get to my next question about the uh, World Trade Center. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead, Donald. Uh, I'm a high school graduate, and then I applied twice to uh, purchase film, <laughs> film college in Westchester County uh, outside of New York City. They shot me down twice. So uh, at that point, I was like, well, you know, screw it. I still want to be a filmmaker, and I'll just go do my own thing. And that's when I started realizing, you know, what I wanted to do is lose change and the direction I wanted to take it in. So 
things kind of worked out for the better because I think what I've done for myself and just in general in the past four years I couldn't have accomplished if I was you know trapped in some film college. I, 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 you're making a you're making a mark. I'll say that. And uh, who's left there to tell us their background? With me and I, I went to college for three years for uh, computer uh, graphics. I became a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I did that for a couple of years while I was researching this. Okay, Dylan, Jason, and Corey from LooseChange911.com. Now, the theory you guys throw out about the World Trade Center was that they were brought down, and everyone who saw it, including firefighters who were on the scene, including those of us on television, were like, that looks like a controlled demolition. And you guys even bring out audio and also videos pointing out specific places where it essentially seems like it was a controlled demolition with explosions on floors 50 uh, floors down from where the free fall was happening, the cracks and the pops, which are more closely associated with demolitions. Mm-hmm. Is that is that really what you guys think happened? Absolutely. Without question. And if you Without wa- question. The, 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 explosive, the explosions are so defined. They're so easy to see. Uh, I mean, anybody who knows anything about, about building demolition, the way these buildings... I mean, it is, it's, it's absolutely neurotic not to think that they were not brought down by controlled demolition. Why don't people want to... Why we got to take a break. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We have so many breaks here. Uh, yeah, hey, that's fine. But we, I want to take a break and come back. And There are a lot of questions still to be um, asked. I'm telling you guys, it's not often that I say, hey, don't listen to the hideout. But I think after this interview, if you're skeptical in any way, if you want... Here's the thing that's cool about these guys. You can hit them with whatever questions you have. They're on MySpace. They're easily accessible. They have all of their, uh, you know, sources and stuff laid out on the website, loosechange.com. If you have any question, uh, now's the time to call. Uh, this is big stuff. This is, this is, hey, we were bamboozled, you know, led astray. You know, the Plymouth Rock. We didn't land no, there. No, landed on us. We were lied to. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. This, Wrong this, movie. This is blatant lying. I'm sorry to get away from your break, but this is not. We were bamboozled. We were straight lied to about the murder of American citizens. All right. We'll take a break and come back more with the boys from LooseChange911.com. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. All right. Welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407 916 1041 888 1041 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, the boys from LooseChange911.com are in the hideout. One of our buddies, Fiasco, who listens on RealRadio.fm, been with us for a while, says he was in Manhattan when 9 11 happened and it was horrible, it was mayhem. But he was thinking about it. I'm assuming it's a he because it's the hideout. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it did look like a planned demolition. Uh, we'll bring the uh, boys back in here. Um, Dylan, Corey, and Jason, LooseChange911.com. A couple of quick questions. Why the name Loose Change? Uh, the name Loose Change is, uh, it matches what it is, you know. Loose Change is what the movie does to a person. They It gives them a loose change within their mind that makes them able to accept another story than what they're told. Basically, this movie's out there, the truth is out there, and there's no way to stop it. It's loose. Uh, let me, uh, I'm thinking coins. I don't know. Yeah, that's what uh, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's all right. It I'm a retard. Uh, I'm just thinking money, money, money. Um, let me see here. A couple of other things, too. All right, people are just flooding with questions, so we'll let the people ask their questions or comments or whatever, and we'll get back to some of ours. Uh, let's go to people who have just been waiting on hold the longest doves. We'll go to Robert in Daytona. What do you got, uh, Robert, from the boys from LooseChange911.com? 
Guys, first of all, great show. But my question is: is uh, hey, has the government ever tried to shut you all up? Oh, yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's start there. Uh, are you guys going to end up dead soon? And by association, <laughs> will we end uh, up dead? You know, it, from time to time, we get a nasty phone call or a hangout. Or a helicopter's over our house. I mean, today we had a helicopter fly over our house like three times. And, you know, I mean, our hard drive got erased once. And But these are, these are I mean, we haven't had any immediate contact that we could we could put the finger and say, you know, they came and they, they messed us up. I mean, there's been instances, you know, a wireless network popping up on your, on your home that's not supposed to be there with an excellent connection that you can't touch. Uh, you know, things like this happen. Uh, but we, uh, you know, clicks on our phone. Uh, clicks on our phone, but uh, we haven't we haven't been directly uh, directly threatened by the government or by uh, any individual. Um, you know, you're not gonna be able to get a job from now on. But uh, oh, come on, hey, whatever. <laughs> um, who needs one? Either one we dub just for having mm-hmm. these guys on. Ah, that's uh, other reasons. Yeah, that's just mainly because uh, we're hacks. Uh, let's go mm-hmm. to Dizzy. Dizzy next up. Another question for the boys from LooseChange911.com. Right. What's up, hideout? Hey, buddy. Hey, I just want to give my salute and my congratulations to Dylan Avery and everyone involved with Loose Change 9-11. You guys are putting out there, standing up against the New World Order, and the truth is going to be is going to be heard. You know, it can't be stopped. Hell yeah. I just want to thank you guys. Nice. There it is. Awesome, man. Awesome. US, so you're putting you, a huge smile on all our faces. You, you, uh, oh, wait. No, that's not the chance. That's the wrong chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops. Uh, all right, let's take another phone call. Dubs, people from all over the nation now. Thanks to uh, Dylan and the guys from LooseChange911.com for promoting this. I guess our um, calling in, uh, we'll keep it here in Orlando for a second. And uh, Alicia here in Orlando has a very good question. Go ahead, Alicia. Hi, guys. Um, I have two questions. The first one is, because I, I obviously haven't seen the movie, are you saying that Bush took down the Trade Center or that al-Qaeda used the, destruction, used the demolition as well? Okay, that's okay. the first question. What's the second question, Alicia? The second question is, if it was Bush, I'll totally buy into it if you explain to me why he would take all those people's lives when he could just do something else. All like right. Say, Ooh. All right. There are the questions from Alicia. If you'll hang up and listen, the boys will address those. Because that is something, if it wasn't, or if somehow the government was behind it, mm-hmm. first who you think did it, and then now why, and then go from there. All right. Absolutely nobody thinks Bush did anything. He's an idiot president. He's a puppet. You can't even make a bowl of cereal. How, yeah, absolutely. How does a one-term governor become a two-term president? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you how. His CIA-connected daddy, all right? And it's his entire administration that's in there. It's interesting to note that right before the attacks, Dick Cheney signed a bill so that the DOD, basically, it would stop NORAD from intercepting planes without and shooting them down without his or Donald Rumsfeld's order. So they, and they at the very least, enabled this to happen. I mean, we have uh, the Mineta testimony from the 9-11 Commission. In front, of, in front of the commission, he says that Cheney sat there while the plane that hit the Pentagon, and again, you'd have to believe we stood down for that plane to hit the Pentagon, went 27% of the top speed of an F-15. But that's besides the point. He actually, as, as the guy was telling him, it's 100 miles out. It's 90 miles out. It's 80 miles out. Do the order still stand? And Cheney said, did you hear anything else with a, with a mean tone? And Mineta actually said this. So Cheney had the opportunity to actually shoot out a plane and didn't. All right, somebody um, uh, kill the dog. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're killing the dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, let me, uh, let me say this, too, and I don't know if you boys have seen this documentary that I talked about, the one that kind of made me, all right, I'm going to go check out Loose Change. And that was uh, Why We Fight. It is a documentary that is out. 
And that kind of puts, you know, the why would all this happen? Not necessarily that any particular one party is behind it, not to say Republicans did this or Democrats did this or even, you know, politicians or whatever. But why why this would come about is because that war is big business. There is a lot of money to be made by certain people uh, because of wars. And essentially that our vice president is a uh, defense contractor, is and was and probably will be after he gets out of office. So there are a number of thoughts. Again, to say that this one is the exact one, no, but you have to question everything that comes up. Uh, let's take some more phone calls from the boys, uh, for the boys from LooseChange911.com. Um, let's go to Andrew New Orleans. What do you got, Andrew? Um, hi, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Um, hey, I have a question for uh, Dylan. I'm a, I just want to tell you about my I'm a college student uh, at Tulane University, and um, I have been, I was, ever since I've known this for the past three months, I've been doing everything I can to spread this information. Um, I, I want to thank you for what, what you've done, because uh, I believe spreading this information is the only way we can prevent, like, a draft of the next, the not too distant future. And uh, that's, I know me and all the people my age are very scared of that. Of a draft? Um, I had a question, like, what, what kind of things you, would you suggest um, people my age can do to, like, spread information? Um, my best, the best way that I've found to convert a mass amount of people at the same time is a screening. Um, if you have the capability, I mean, you don't need to, like, rent out a theater or anything. If you have, like, a church, uh, a friend with a digital projector, I mean, even just, like, a flat-screen TV, I mean, it doesn't take that much if you... You know, if you print out flyers, I mean, even something simple, just put free movie right at the top. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people show up just on that aspect. Um, but aside from holding screenings, basically just spread this information with everybody you know. I mean, try to, <clears throat> you know, spread this to people, you know, within your immediate circle and even people that... I'm sorry, do you want something? Uh, yeah, and then and another way is just to send the Google link. I mean, we encourage yeah, true. free distribution of this movie. I mean, it's go ahead, make a million copies of it, give it out. Go to video.google.com and search Loose Change Second Edition. There's, there's, uh, there's like 15 different ones you can watch, and it's free, and it's right there. And, I mean, if you got a good connection, go right ahead and watch it right now. Hey, let me ask you about uh, Flight 93, which is kind of the, the Flight 93, the one that supposedly crashed in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. You guys have a couple of things about it and Cleveland, and then the actual crash site, too. Expand on that a little bit. Uh, where do you want me to start? Uh, Cleveland. <laughs> no, Cleveland, I never want to start in Cleveland. Basically, there were, um, this, is, this is research that was done by a man named, uh, his, his handle is Woody Box. He's actually this German researcher. He, uh, come, he went through some eyewitness reports dealing with uh, Cleveland Hopkins Airport on September 11th, which basically mm -hmm. point to two different planes being quarantined there on the morning of September 11th. One was a Delta Airlines plane, Flight 1989, um, and the other was allegedly Flight 93. Uh, the reason that we think it was Flight 93 is because an article that was preliminarily published by WCPO on their website and reported by them on the news that United Airlines confirmed that the second plane that landed in Cleveland was, in fact, the United Airlines Flight 93. Um, that and there's information that points to two very distinct versions of what happened. There's a plane that landed with 60 passengers. There's a plane that landed with 200 passengers. You know, one landed at 110, or one landed at 1010, one landed at 1045. So basically, uh, there's a mountain of evidence to suggest that Flight 93, containing 200 passengers, landed at Cleveland Hopkins Airport. Now, what ha if that's the case? Then they landed, and you and in the movie, you guys say they ushered them into a NASA research facility. What happened to them then? You know, I wish I knew. Um, but the fact is, we've heard from the we've heard from a couple of passengers from Delta 1989, but we haven't heard from any of the 200 passengers from 
the NASA Glenn Research Building, if I had to guess, the 200 passengers from 9-11 were either A, in on it. I'm not saying they all were. I'm saying that a portion of them were A, in on it, or B, had no idea. Um, I mean, like I said, we have that note on the front of our webpage, so we get a lot of emails from family members who lost people on the flights, and these people, you know, they have no idea what happened. They know that they had a loved one one day, and they didn't the next. I mean, we're not trying to sit here and insult the family members by, you know, spreading lies or rumors. We're simply trying to find out what happened. But if we had to guess, then yes, those people are really dead. Wow. Doug? All right, now I, I, I want to take it off uh, off that flight for a second and talk about another flight. What 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 do you think's going on with the uh, the flight people have lost? Uh, do you think that they are <laughs> what are we worth? Oceanic eight fifteen. Oceanic eight fifteen. We're not think, talking lost. We're you, talking nine eleven. Do you think that they uh, were taken over by the government, or do you think it's a dubs? It's a completely different <laughs> conversation. What are you talking about? It's man? a completely different conversation. I'm sorry. Oh. He's lost. Um, Talk about the show Lost. Uh, no, I know. Exactly. Talk about the show Lost, yeah. There uh, was a tail the section season, found there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry about it, boys. Uh, Saeed's Iraqi. It's I mean, it all melts together. <laughs> yes. It's ADHD. Don't worry about them. <laughs> um, let's see. What else is there? All right, so talk about the actual crash site, then, for Flight 93. Well, the actual crash site, I mean, if you just look at it with your own eyes, I mean, there's no plane there anywhere. I mean, not only the fact that there's no plane, but if you look at the interviews that were conducted with Wally Miller, who is a Somerset County coroner, I mean, he says, to this day, I have not seen a single drop of blood. Now, there were 40 people on that plane, and you're telling me you don't find a single drop of blood from any of them. And the other thing, too, is you've se- we've all seen plane crashes in fields. That's one of the things that we have all indeed seen, uh, be it from previous plane crashes. And there is usually wreckage. You look at that Flight 93 um, hole. It's a 15-foot mm-hmm. hole. It's a 15-foot hole, and there isn't a tail again. There's no engines. Maybe it's on the other side of the island. It's, that wasn't an island. That was something different. That oh. was in Pennsylvania. It's, dude, it's completely different. Mm. All right, boys, we'll take. We'll do one more, um, uh, one more break with you guys, if you guys can hang tight, and we'll finish getting these phone calls. And Dubs. Yeah. Do you believe it or not? Uh, I think there are uh, parts that you can say, yeah, definitely. There's other parts that are still yet to be determined. You know, I think there's some there's some good stuff in there, and there's, there's some stuff that maybe uh, that's you know, wishwashy. Ma- you haven't seen it. I, I'm going on what the interview has said so far. What don't you agree with, or what what what, what would you question? All of it. That's what you've taught me. Good answer. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. At the end of this segment, you'll get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi. DLP Technology Projection HD TV. Um, let's wrap it up with the boys from LooseChange911.com. Documentary about the government at the very least having knowledge of 9-11, if not more. There's so much more that I want to get to, but I feel like we just need to move on. What, Gibbs? Um, I had a question for him. So All right, hold on. Let me get them back on. Dylan, Corey, and Jason here. Intern Gibbs has something for you. What do you got, Gibbs? Um, so the people on Flight 93, that was the one that crashed in the field, right? That's what they say. So do you, do you, what's your guys' theory on the people that had conversations with their family members, like that there were actually terrorists on the plane and whatnot? Yeah, that's actually covered in the movie. Go over that for a second, boys. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is that you can't make a cell phone call from 32,000 feet successfully. You have about a sixth of a hundredth of a chance to actually connect 
And uh, United United or American Airlines, I'm not sure, recently put their foot in their mouth by spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on equipment to fit their planes with like sort of a satellite service where people could use their cell phones. So we also go into uh, how there's voice morphing technology out there. It's not, you know, at a sci-fi convention. It's real. Uh, you know, we go into the article and document it. So, you know, who knows? Those people could have been taking place in the war games as well. There's a lot of different possibilities. Uh, yeah, and uh, and they go through it all in the movie, which I suggest you guys uh, take a look at. Um, it's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. All right, a couple quick questions, and we'll let you guys go. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Tennessee here in the Hideout. What do you got, Kevin? Uh, hey, what's up, guys? It's good to hear from you. Uh, I just got a quick question. I, I'm reading here on the internet and listening to you guys and just googling a few things, and I find these reports of like Pat Dawson and 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 uh, Rick Sanchez and uh, a few other MSNBC, CNN reporters all saying Jack Kelly of USA Today. They all say they're in contact with police officials. Jack Kelly says he's in contact with the FBI and that they're all going off the you know the thesis that they're obviously bombs in the buildings and then it never gets mentioned again i'm just wondering if anybody's ever followed up with these people rick sanchez of cnn or, or pat dawson of msnbc bombs what in the world trade center right they like reported it. They, they and they're saying they didn't just report bombs but they said they were in contact with police officials and talking to the fbi and they were saying okay yeah there are bombs in the buildings bombs in the building but then you never heard from them again. I'm wondering, has anybody confronted these people on the fact that they reported bombs in the World Trade Center the morning of 9-11? What you boys got on that one? Well, um, there's a couple people that have come out and reconfirmed their statements on 9-11, but for the most part, a lot of them have basically remained in the shadows. Uh, one of them is the firefighter, Louis Caccioli, who was the one who was in People magazine, uh, says basically to sum it all up, we think there were bombs in the building. Uh, Greg Szymanski of the American Free Press tracked him down, and he still stands by what he said. But um, for the most part, people like Chief Albert Turry, who was interviewed by Pat Dawson, uh, they haven't come back out into the public basically because an unofficial gag order that was basically handed down. I mean, nothing was officially put on paper. All right, boys. Uh-oh. Cutting out. It's government. Somebody's listening. Hello? Boys? Oh, no. They're you, gone. You there? Oh, yeah, we're here. We're here, okay. man. Oh, Jesus. You disappeared for a second. I thought it was over. thought we were no, all we're gone. Here. Oh, boy. All right, here, let's take another phone call from Jilly in Orlando. What's up, Jilly? Hey, what's up, guys? What you got, sweetie? I have a question for them. Um, a couple of my friends and I watched the film, I don't know, probably about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly want to know, I know in there they cite specifically that a bunch of these hijackers have been confirmed alive by their families and things. I want to know honestly why mass media has not picked up on these, you know, sources that they're citing. Why, you know, the mainstream public has not heard about these things. All right, about some of them. And that was one of the things I was going to ask you about the hijackers. What was it, at least half of them were confirmed to still be alive and living in some other place? Yeah, absolutely. That's a uh, BBC report. Again, you know, some of the foreign main media p- picks up on this. It's written about once. They do one story on their news station, and then it's over with. Uh, speaking to this girl on why it is this way, I would assume that the documentary you just watched could explain it a little better. But, I mean, our politicians, you know, a lot of them make under $100,000 a year, but the lobbyists who pay for their campaigns and whatever are giving them thousands and thousands of dollars. And the same lobbyists work for the corporations that own the media. They own the television stations you watch. So who in the who in America is it going to benefit if it comes out that our government was actually responsible for these attacks? 
you and me, just the average guy sitting here, we'll exactly. know the truth. And when do we ever get the benefit? Now, well, uh, it's our day coming. Our day in 08. Ah, uh, no, it's not. It's never going to yeah. be here. It's over. Hillary. Right. Let's go. Um, let's go to, please, like it'll get any better then. It's too oh. far gone. Yeah. Travis and Corpus Christi. ankles. You're next. Walking around in the Oval Office. <laughs> That'll be great. You're next. What do you got for the boys from LooseChange911.com? Oh, man, I'm just uh, calling to, to say you guys are doing, you know, you did a great job when you made that movie. You know, you're bringing the truth to light and it needs to be done. You know, I, I I support you completely. You know, I make copies of the DVD as much as I can. I show it to everyone I can, and that's what we have to do. That's what that's what everyone who sees this film needs to show it to everyone that they know. And that's honestly why I said we got to get these boys on the air. I, I at least, again, whether or not you take it for truth, whatever. All I want you to do is watch it and question everything that you've been told before and question the movie. Now, a question for the guys. Uh, has anybody gotten a hold of you guys for maybe a, uh, a mainstream release of it at all or anything like that or any kind of uh, any kind of distribution? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, um, trying to produce this thing, it's it's going full force. I mean, we have we have offers coming in every day from people who want to help, who want to do things. And I mean, it started off with with smaller people, and now we're we. I mean, there's been a, a bunch of people from Hollywood that have tried to buy the film and uh, and want to do things with it. Most of the wrong reasons, so we've turned them down um, this far. Although we have found a company that we like, and we're starting to uh, try to plan a theatrical distribution throughout the United States and uh, hopefully the world soon. Cannes Film Fest. Uh, you know, it, it's we're we're getting this thing out there as best we can, as fast as we can. We're just trying to do what's right for the movement and what's right for the truth. And we're and we're just you know we're not we're not taking any rushes. We just want to make sure it's right. Here's what I suggest too, because I did I think I did in reverse order. I say watch this movie, Loose Change 911, um, and then go watch this other documentary that's out, Why We Fight, and it'll all kind of come together a little bit, and you'll just. Again, if you have a certain belief, you know, which I think I do, you just kind of begin to see the whole picture uh, coming together. Um, let's go to Matt in Orlando. You're next up in the hideout with the boys from LooseChange911.com. What do you got, Matt? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, am a staffer for a U.S. Senator, and the initial question that jumped out to me was, have you guys gotten any confirmed accounts of getting this video in front of any federal elected officials? And if so, um, what has been their response? All right. Um, the closest thing we've had is we talked to one of Elliot Spitzer's guys at a Coalition for Democracy meeting, and uh, a couple people who were in the Green Party and the Progressive Party approached him about a similar documentary. And uh, I saw my opportunity, so I went up to him. And I had my documentary in hand, and he turned around, and he's like, oh, I've seen it. And uh, I said, well, can you take this hard copy and maybe give it to the investigative event? Because when he was asked by somebody in the meeting about uh, Elliot Spitzer actually investigating 9-11, he said he couldn't discuss it. And then the moderator jumped right in, and she was very upset. Uh, he refused to take it from me. He said he'd watched it, and he wouldn't give it to the investigative event. And we've handed this out to, like, so-called lefties, uh, like Amy Goodman. Uh, she's seen our movie, and, you know, some people are just really either too scared or on the payroll, man. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, and again, that's why I say you go watch this other one, Why We Fight. I don't know if you boys have seen it, but you should check it out. No, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, we've heard a bunch about it. And it's just talking about, again, this uh, military-industrial complex where everyone now is essentially in bed with each other. And 
it doesn't do, especially Congress, it doesn't do Congress any good to back out and for there to not be war because then all of a sudden you have these big uh, corporations who are then uh, cutting back jobs. And as it turns out, a lot of these big corporations, they have something built in just about every district mm-hmm. so that j- if jobs do get cut, it goes back on the uh, the congressman. It's this entire web that somehow we've entangled ourselves in that Dwight Eisenhower uh, saw coming uh, in his final address. And he said, hey, this is a really big deal. This is what's going to threaten America upcoming. Well, boys, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. But I do got to say uh, kudos at the very least for getting out there, for being, first of all, youngsters. Because our generation, and I'll consider us uh, there, now I'm 28, Dubs is 25, most of our crew under the age of 28, and we always catch a lot of flack for not caring about this country, for being lazy, uh, for this is, you know, once it's our turn, everything's going to go downhill. But you guys saw something, you took it upon yourselves, and uh, you really went out there and you made an interesting film. And I'm with you, and that's why we had you here on the air. we got a lot of friends who are going to distribute it, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Dylan, Corey, Jason, I hope that God it, is, it isn't true. I hope that you guys somehow have been lying to us and bamboozled us and, and that it's all fake, because if any of this is real, just like with Fahrenheit 9-11 or anything else, if any of this is real, we are so in over our heads here in the United States of America that it is beyond scary. And um, I at least thank you guys for uh, for throwing it out there. So it's loosechange911.com, Dylan Avery, the director and writer, Corey Rowe, Jason Burmish, the uh, webmaster and the uh, graphic designer. If you boys ever need anything else from the hideout, you let us know, all right? Hey, man, thanks, thanks so much. Man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us on, man. All right, we'll talk to you. Us on, man. All right, see you. I'm telling you, you gotta watch this thing, dude. I'm gonna check it out when I get home. See if uh, maybe yeah. it'll go a little bit faster for me. Then here's the thing. Again, I don't even know what's true or what's not. If you listen to these guys and you say this is crap, this is crap. Don't say this is crap without watching it. And then you watch it and you say, you know what, this is crap. Then go in and refute them. Tell them why they're wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. You know, it's funny how these people will question, like the people who are naysayers, will question filmmakers, but they won't even question their own government. you got to question everything as a United States citizen. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. That's a trailer for that documentary I keep talking about, Why We Fight. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, call now to be a winner. We need at least three players. Three players. For whose weekend was it? 407-916-1041, and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. At least three players for whose weekend was it in our weekend recap game. Um, so 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. Let's play the game, dubs. Sometimes dangerous. Occasionally educational. And almost always embarrassing. The following are actual events that happened to a hideout member during the weekend. And while it may be best not to relive these events, for entertainment purposes, we do so anyway. So call now and play. Whose weekend was it? Alright, by the way, congratulations to massage therapist Kimmy, who was the latest person to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi DLP Projection HD TV. Good job, sweetie. 
Next qualification comes at 10.15. Hell, if you'd like, I'll give you a qualification if you win whose weekend was it. How about that? That works for me. Those are going to be throwing these things out. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. prize. I want everybody to win. Only um, one person can. Though. By the way, Nightmare Dave is here. We're going to talk to him, get an update on him and his... Uh, Girlfriend, and he says he's got some uh, extra stuff for us tonight. So former fiance. All right, let's start it off with Link. Hideout heretic Link. You were first up. Whose weekend was it with Matt Albert? Here we go. Okay, Link. Over the weekend, this hideout member fought through an injury. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Who fought through an injury? Hefe. Oh, Jesus Christ! I guess technically he's right, but no, that wasn't you. That was me. All right, I'll give you the prize. Hold on, Link. My thumb. Who cares? This weekend, bowling I tore was my killing ca- me. I tore my calf muscle. But I fought through it and bowled two great games. Yes, you did. Does that ice package over your house beforehand help out? How come you, you don't do something for me? I'm on your team. Oh, that, I don't I just felt really sorry for Dubs. I mean, look at him, man. Yeah, he obviously, he's in pain. Look at my face. I have a torn calf muscle, and I bowled too. I managed to break a hundred with it. I, I got. You right. I got in the one thirties with this this bum thumb that I'm bowling with. It's insane. I don't care about you and your thumb. Let's go I'm the to- to of thumb injuries. Sharif in Orlando, <laughs> you ready, Sharif? Yeah. All right, babe. Here we go. Uh, whose weekend was it? If you get uh, if you get it wrong, you get a second chance too. Here's Matt Albert for Sharif. Over the weekend, this hideout member worried if he tipped his pizza guy enough. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Worried if it if he tipped his pizza guy enough. Who was it, Sharif? Uh, I'm gonna say that's uh, Bateman. Oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, hold on, Sharif. You will get a second chance. Leave me, Hefe. So I ordered some uh, Papa John's last night. Mm-hmm. Love the breadsticks with the cheese sauce. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It makes it all worth it over there. I'm not gonna say who it was. Mm-hmm. But I get to the door, I paid via credit card, and I already had the cash out that I was going to hand. And I get to the door, and I just had enough cash for a tip. And I get to the door, and I open it. Hefe? Oh, boy. It was a heretic. Mm -hmm. One of our heretic pizza delivery drivers. (laughs) And I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, but however, this heretic, super cool. Yeah. He's very cool, dude. And so I didn't mind somewhat. You know, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And so I give him the uh, money, and then I go in, and I begin eating my pizza, and I'm thinking, oh, crap, did I tip him enough? What did I, you, uh, did you, uh, re, did you pre, uh, write out the check and everything? I didn't pre write out the check, but I only had so many dollars mm. that I just kind of gave him, like, what I had. Mm-hmm. And I gave him four bucks as a tip. But then I was thinking back, I'm like, and I always over-tip. But I've heard stories of people only getting a dollar, dollar fifty for pizza delivery. Yeah, the normal is about two bucks for pizza delivery, but that's way under what you should be tipping. And I'm thinking, all right, four bucks on eighteen dollars, that's about right. But damn, maybe I should have tipped more. And now this heretic may hate me and knows where I live. If if a heretic comes over to my place, ten dollars. I did straight up. If I had known. No, I, that's why. That's why I never. Uh, Assume that it's not going to be because I know a lot of pizza deliverers listen to the show. Oh, they love. We're number one with them. Mm-hmm. They love it the, and they spread the word of it fantastically. And I'm just thinking, maybe I should order Papa John's, hoping that he's working again, and then just slip him a twenty. Just give him twenty and be like, here. 
No, if it was Papa John's, $4 is pretty good. Why is that? That's good for Papa John. I don't know. People just tip Papa John's people low. The worst? Yeah, like two bucks is average. Yeah, four bucks is good. He's he's probably happy. All right, well, I I feel bad now. I think next time I even see him, if he comes up to the open door, I'm going to just throw him a five spot and be like, hey, that was for Sunday. Here you go, buddy. Go have a good time with that one. (laughs) Ladies first, next. Oh, no, going back to Sharif. Sorry, Sharif. Here's your second chance. You ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member stayed in his pajamas for 36 hours. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? <laughs> I'm going to say that was Chunks. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Sharif. That was actually J-Dubs. Yes, fighting through this injury, this thumb injury all weekend it's long. It's not an injury, dude. I, uh, I decided to rest myself, and right after I got home from bowling, I went right into my jammers. And I uh, didn't get out of them till this morning when we came up here around, what was it, 11 a.m.? Maybe 12? Yeah, to, to cut a promo. Mm-hmm. What? He's the Iron Man of bowling. I That's am. That's what I call him. He, I had a torn calf muscle limping up there and bowling still breaking 100. Yeah, Dubs, I admire you, man. You're a strong person. F you guys. I hate you all. After Hefe dies from that blood clot in his lungs, I Dubs, don't ha- I hope you can uh, at least put all this behind you when you do the eulogy. I don't have... He's going to have to write a eulogy with that thumb. Alex oh, in wow. Orlando, you're Ooh. next up. Are you ready, Alex? Yes, I'm ready. All right, here we go, sweetie. Ladies first in the hideout. Whose weekend was it? Here is uh, Big Fat Matt. Over the weekend, this hideout member was an impre- was impressed and irritated by customer service. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Who was impressed with customer service and also irritated? Bateman. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fantastic. I think the irritated probably gave it away. <laughs> well, just the contradiction. He's always, like, happy about something but pissed at it at the same time. No, the bipolar. S- the sales associate was really, really good and very helpful. And when the computer wasn't working for him, he was asking, like, the supervisor and the manager, and they couldn't give an S what, at all, What which kind, was very odd. What kind of place was this? It was Sprint PCS store <laughs> when I bought my new phone. What kind did you get? I don't know. Some kind that I, people can hear me on. Is it one of those razor-thin ones? No. Why'd you get a new phone? You break yours? No, it's just, it was old, and everyone's like, I can't hear you on it, so... I could always hear you perfectly. But, yeah, me too. Why don't you turn up the volume? I did. Oh, all right. If we could hear you, and we're deaf, yeah. then it's probably their phone, not yours. Chunks? Well, then, yeah, you can't, you gotta be kidding if you don't buy Chunks. What? <laughs> I hate you. It was what? only 20 bucks anyway with my discount, so... Oh, nice. all right. Well, then you did, all right. All right, let's go to I Know All the Answers, man. You ready? I know all the answers. All right, here we go, man. Um, <laughs> whose weekend was it? Over the weekend, this hideout member couldn't watch overtime of a basketball game. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? I'm going to say Chunks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He knows all the answers, man. Congratulations. You're a winner. Chunks, let's see if uh, this right here maybe gives you a little goosebumps. From the big weekend of March Madness. By the way, congratulations to Andrew, who was a winner of the free throw shooting contest and is going to the uh, Final Four thanks to CompUSA in the hideout. Back out with three seconds. Tucker will take another. He misses. And get ready, Indianapolis. Big Baby and Brady's Bunch are coming to the Final Four. In overtime, 70-60, the Young Tigers. have it. The Gators are going to the Final Four. Rebound, UConn. 
Denham Brown, three to go. Denham Brown, four, three. No good by George. The dream is alive. George Mason University, alma mater of chunks. Moving on to the final four. I thought for sure you guys were screwed in overtime, too. When I, when I saw it going to overtime, I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to be able to, because uh, they, they, they blew their one chance. Here's the funny thing. I filled out my bracket. Mm-hmm. I had Mason going to the final four. Did you? Mm-hmm. I filled it out this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it all the way. Yes. Nah. How you feeling over there, Chunks, over your alma mater? I'm feeling really relieved. Think, but you didn't watch the end of the game, so you have nothing to say here. I mean, I couldn't watch overtime, but you got to understand there's Chunks luck. And the last seconds of the regular uh, of regular play, Connecticut got like three rebounds. The guy's just tipping the ball in to the hoop. Well, the fact that you graduated from there should uh, negate them from any Final Four. Here's what's funny, too, and why you got to be excited. Because coming from a no-name university like George Mason, mm-hmm. You have to at least be happy to say, hey, people will now know what school I went to. Yeah. My team is known essentially because Bobby Knight. Like, people kind of knew at Texas Tech, but once Bobby Knight went to Texas Tech, oh, Bobby Knight, blah, blah, blah. And this last year's uh, football season, you guys did pretty well, too, so that, that helped you out. Decently. But Chunks, now people will finally know about George Mason University. They have new, two Nobel Prize winners that teach them. Yeah, no one cares. They're like a top two. Again, it's America. We don't care about education. No. We care about sports. We care about Skin and Thomas and the rest of the uh, guys from Mason. They're taking us all the way. And I'll tell you what, the shots that were being made in that game shocked me. I haven't watched uh, uh, college basketball in a while because it, it was pretty sloppy last time I watched it. And there was actually some good shots being made. Well, watch the other games. They were horrible. Yeah. But this game was fantastic. Uh, let's move on to Jay Christ and heaven next up in uh, whose weekend was it? You ready, Christ? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's Matt Albert. Over the weekend, this hideout member started to lose hope for winning the hideout bowling league. Started it, started to lose hope for winning the hideout bowling league. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Ooh, um, I think that was Hefe because uh, he has very low self-esteem. Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, it was Chunks. Sorry. Let's finish up the Ooh, game. And that's then, even lower self-esteem. And then we'll get into uh, the uh, the story behind that. Jay Christ, here's your last one. Over the weekend, this hideout member spent four-plus hours at the movies. Was it Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Hefe uh, again. Congratulations. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's a winner. Hold on, Jay Christ. Yeah, because like I told you, I went to go see that documentary, Why We Fight, showing at the Regal Village down in Winter Park. Go see it. You have to. Fantastic. And I also saw Inside Man, the number one movie of the weekend with Denzel Washington. Is that any good? It is. Denzel's a badass. Anything with Denzel's going to be good. True. I watched uh, Man on Fire over the week. That's all I did with this hurt yeah, leg. Just... You had a Denzel weekend. I wa- oh, I watched. I woke up, I think, Saturday morning watching Malcolm X. It was on HBO, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it playing on there. Dude, that reminds me. Yeah, you had the broken, your busted leg or whatever. Dubs, were you able to play video games at all this weekend? Dude, it was a fight, oh. but I did go through a few games of Madden through it. Uh, it, luckily, it is my joystick finger, not my button finger. Okay, I'm uh, proud of you, Dub. Seriously, you're an inspiration to me, man. Shut the hell up. I'm on your bowling team, which, by the way, you've given up on. And let me say, too, with my bum leg, at one point in the seventh frame in the first game, I was still beating you. For supposedly being the backbone of our team, 
You suck ass. You have meningitis if you're the backbone. Aren't you guys in the last place now? Yes, we have been, and we can will continue to be because I am hurt. And Chunk sucks. <laughs> and we got to talk about Gibbs, who apparently is quitting. Oh, wow, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I sent him a little reply to his email telling him he's quitting now. What did, what did your reply say? Don't bother me on the weekends. Stop being selfish. Seems pretty right. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. Oh, also here, too. We'll tease that next in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the hideout. Nightmare Dave is here. We'll get an update on him and his chick. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the hideout with uh, Nightmare Dave and his girlfriend and the split up. And her allegedly cheating on him, and I guess he found out it was true. It's something he wants to do next here in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. All right, I talked to the uh, heretic who delivered my pizza mm-hmm. he goes four dollars is good dude thanks he was just, i was just really surprised that i'll half i answered the door here's what's funny about that too it's always weird when you see people out of their element mm-hmm. so i was literally You're in, in your tidy whities well no i was in my dirty under shorts mm-hmm. not underwear but the shirts the shorts that i wear underneath my kind of athletic shorts and a uh just like a black t-shirt barefoot mm-hmm. hobbling around have you ever have you ever done the thing where you answer in tidy whities just to see the reaction? No, yes. I've done it many times, especially back in high school. I would uh, order pizza or whatever and just answer my tidy whities, scratching my ass and everything, just like doing the whole uh, redneck uh, uh, typical thing. And people must see it a lot because they roll with the punch pretty well. Yeah, they never even really think about it. Mm-mm. Hey, this is from Bong Swat Matt. I'm going to nominate J-Dubs as Time's Man of the Year. The way, he has found, uh, the way he has found a way to suffer through his injury and pain in order to broadcast should be an example to us all. I don't want any accolades. Yeah, I want I forward want... those to me. That's uh, useless stuff. That's not. Uh, that doesn't provide content for the I show. I enjoy being humble about it, and I enjoy just coming here and doing what I do every day. And, that, you know, I, I would rather not even mention that my thumb is killing me to an extent that I can't even uh, describe. It looks red. It is. Hey, real fast. Almost purple. So we get an email over the weekend. Mm -hmm. L-Hefe, W-T-K-S.com, E-L-J-E-F-E, J-Dubs, J-Hyphen, two Bs, and a Z, at W-J-F-K-F-M.com. I think that one's still working, actually. That's still Puck's login over there when he gets back out of jail. So we get this email from our intern, Gibbs, who I'm going to say now, best intern we've had in Orlando. Hmm. I love him. I've never been able to get mad at him, and I think the biggest reason, he's a genuine fan of the show. Mm -hmm. But then we get this email. Go ahead, Gibbs. All right. Hey, guys, it's Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably going to be a little bit unexpected, but it's looking like the last day of my internship is going to be April 7th. I'm not sure how long it was supposed to last, I think until May, but today I found out that I'm going to have to end it a little bit before I had originally planned. (laughs) Next paragraph. There are a couple reasons why. One is out of my control, and the other is completely my decision. Nothing to do with anything that happened on the show or anything like that. 
Next paragraph. The first is because there is a shift bid in April for everybody at work, and due to me being the new guy, I get last pick on what shift I want. It's uh, BS. Bad word. But I'm screwed money-wise right now, and I have to dig myself out of this hole. Next paragraph. The second reason is that I can't devote 100% to the hideout. Uh, working the full-time job, there's no way I can put everything into the show and into everything that I'm supposed to do for you guys working 60 hours a week. I want my game shows to be better, but I literally have no time to work on them. I want to come up with bit ideas, but I never have time to do that either. And the worst part is it's coming in, in every day tired as bad work. That's not fair to you guys, and I consider myself lucky you guys haven't booted me out already. I have HIV. <sighs> I don't know why you'd add that one in there. <laughs> it's true. Thank God I'm gay. That one's not true. Most bosses would have sent me packing by now. I mean, oh, I, I can't even contribute. I mean, I can't even contribute to segments because I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. I love being on the show as an intern, but I can't force it. And I honestly think I could do more for the show as a heretic. You guys have said it yourselves many times. I was funnier when I was a caller. Mm-hmm. Ha. Uh, plus, I know how things run now behind the scenes, and I can help here and there when, with whatever you guys need, whether it be the podcast, MySpace, game shows, bits, auto editing, etc. Audio editing. Audio, uh, audio editing, etc. This whole situation sucks ass, but I've thought this over every minute of every day, and I know I can contribute more to the show as a heretic. I don't want to disappear like Putin and Hooch did, because you guys are too cool and I love the show too much, including the abuse that I do receive. It's just a matter of not enough hours in the day. I meant to tell you guys at bowling, but needless to say, it wasn't the easiest thing to do, and there wasn't really a time when a ton of people weren't around. And I don't have your numbers, otherwise I would have called afterwards. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been pissed. Right. But that's about it. I'll talk to you guys more about it Monday. I just had to stop stalling and BSing and let you know what was going on. Thank you, guys. Gibbs. So in his resignation letter, three curse words, mm-hmm. no capitalization, nope. and constant run-ons. Now, I sent you a response. Read that for me real quick. I don't. I just I deleted it quickly because it scared me. Because it said, uh, <laughs> "Don't bother me on the weekends. <laughs> don't email me on the weekends." Dot dot dot. Stop being selfish. What what went through your head after that? I was just like, oh my god, Doves is mad at me. I am not going to go in Monday. I'm so scared. And I told my dad, I was like, yeah, Doves sent me an email back. He's like, oh, really? What did it say? And I told him, and he's like, oh, god. Did you tell your dad about running a batch in his socks? <laughs> no, not yet. I have the pictures that I'm going to email him tonight when I get, or tomorrow when I get home from work. You working overnights? Yeah. So, Gibbs, you really just can't. There's not enough hours in the day. There's not. I wish there was 36 hours in the day. That'd be perfect. <sighs> Gibbs. Yes. We do not accept your resignation. You can't quit the show. You can't do the, the said Hulk walk out of here. This is a gang. The only way you get out of the hideout is by dying. Why do you think Pooch haven't been around? That's Putin and Hooch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always wondered what happened to them, because I know you guys talk about Hooch sometimes, but I never see her. Congestive heart failure. (laughs) (laughs) That's how she got jumped out. (laughs) Genetics. All right, so when is your last day? Uh, April 7th. No. 
Uh, here's what I'm going to. De- here's what I've decided, Dubs. Mm-hmm. I've made an executive decision about our interns. I've uh, I've had many people uh, put their uh, what they think uh, through the IM. Most of them are just f gibs. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I've been shafted. What's your idea? I think we burn interns out because we require them here five nights a week. I now think that we are going to have to switch things, and we because usually we run with one or two interns. Mm-hmm. Henceforth in the hideout, we will accept two to three interns, two to three days a week each, so that they don't burn out. Gibbs, I do not want to lose you because for some reason I like you and I don't know why. Plus, if you quit now, you fail. You have to stay through. I'd like to offer a proposal. Can you cut back to two days a week or even one? I I mean, yeah, because that's all it really is, is there's not enough hours in the day. I like, know. We've heard that seven times. <laughs> all right. That's the only thing. That's the only way I can think to explain it. I don't want to stop doing things for the show. It's just that I can't this way. I can't even do anything. Don't, I'm just, don't fail your course, because if you don't finish, you're going to have to fail. That's true. Why are you looking at Tommy? That's true. <laughs> so you can't. What's with the retard laugh? Nothing. I don't know. So here's the thing that I say you do. I say you cut back to one or two days a week. All right? So it pretty, like, just, oh, okay. Like on days that we would need you. All right. On the days that you're not working, what days are you not working? Uh, hold on. All right, you know what? Never mind. I hate you. You're Wednesday fired. and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. You're fired. Wednesday. And th- God. If you want to come in on those nights to finish out, mm-hmm. especially until you graduate and we can get new ones, then that would be much appreciated. All right. Does that work for you? Yeah. And is it cool if I still do stuff? Of like- course. Okay. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're, that's you're, what I, I want to keep. You're still contrib- an intern. Yeah, I want to keep contributing. It's just the 20 hours a week is just. Well, we'll, we'll cut it back to eight. Right. Now, here's the thing: we need new interns and fast. Mm-hmm. I've already started trying to find some candidates. Can, uh, candidates. I, yeah, by candidates. the guy from the guy who got burnout from it, I'm Whoa. sure they're going to be jumping at the opportunity. No, I was looking for those who would have better, uh, you know, longevity than me. <laughs> I've been pre-screening some interns, you could say. Pre-screening? Pre-screening. All right, let's take a break and come back. Any last words, Gibbs? I wish I know how to quit you. It's the Hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Monday night in the Hideout, it's Rural Radio 104.1. Dubs, we're just not going to get to everything we wanted to do. Nope. All right, Sweet Eric is saying, can't you guys find a smart and pretty... 22 to 25 year old girl to intern there i mean how hard could that be <laughs> trust me there's nothing harder in this world than finding a smart and pretty 22 to 25 we year old to found come. one but her fiance didn't like us or something oh that's true bitch tease <laughs> was gonna come in what was her name on my space mm-hmm. intern replacer man you're in the hideout on road radio what's up I get a screen phone calls like a flash. All right, hold Anything on. Anything better than fathead. All right, hold on. You got a lot of personality. Won't your rings get in the way? You calling me a fathead? All right, so 
right, let me see this. What do we have on the iTunes for podcasting? Do we know what's on there? I gotta go check it out. I haven't updated. If if it isn't, if the whole part about Nightmare Dave isn't on there, I'm gonna be pissed. That needs to be up. Nightmare Dave is a heretic. Brief story: he got tattooed the hideout logo like a Superman uh, Superman placement on his chest to win a all inclusive trip to Las Vegas. He did it by bringing in his girlfriend to propose to her on the air. And they have now broken up. He put her on a plane last Friday for what he thought... Not last Friday, but a week ago Friday. Mm-hmm. So 10 days now. Put her on a plane to what he thought was Las Vegas to see her family. Because she was going to get things straightened out. Everything was going to be great. Everything was great according to her when she left. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seemed like they were soulmates at that time. She never called. Driving Nightmare Dave crazy to the point where he bugged her parents over and over and over again. Finally, the truth came out Friday night at the end of the show. He had suspicions that she had been cheating with someone on MySpace. The suspicions were true. She did not fly to Las Vegas. She flew to Indiana to be with this guy. To have sex with him. To fornicate. To be fouled by his filthy... Well, you know. They found this out. They found it out because he finally talked the parents into telling him the truth. They said mm-hmm. that she had told them that he was verbally abusing her, sexually abusing her, wow, and physically abusing her. Which he has not denied. <laughs> well, actually, yes, he's denied. I'm just kidding. So it all turns out the story you told Thursday night when we were downstairs was true. Right, Dave? Yep. Do you feel like a sap? Do you feel uh, like you've been had? Bamboozled? I've, I've been led had. astray? Hoodwinked. You didn't land on Plymouth Rock, but Plymouth Rock landed on you? Actually, that one does fit for the sky. Nah, it crushed me. It crushed you, huh? No, actually, she didn't meet this guy through MySpace. She actually... EverQuest? Uh, yeah, and I have a really interesting... It, there's a huge twist with the whole thing tonight. I'm going to tell you what... He's your dad. To 90, <laughs> No, to, 90, uh, to almost 90% accuracy, I can tell you the story of what's been going on for the last year and a half. That I just Alleged. Never Feel free. Well, yeah, allegedly. Well, needless to say, uh, back when we first moved in together, she kind of got thrown in my lap. I wasn't quite ready to live with her because so, her parents uh, had moved to Vegas. So I sent her to Vegas to, you know, finish up things with her family and whatever, and then she was going to come back and be with me. Well, her mom was getting going through a divorce and remarried, and they were moving back to Florida. Well, she calls me up freaking out thinking that, hey, you know, they ditched me out here. I need help getting back. So I, a buddy of mine fronted the money to fly her back. Wow. Which, which now he's pissed off that she's left and disappeared and not paid him back. But we brought her back home, and I was playing EverQuest at the time, and she decided, hey, I want to try to learn it. And I, I, I was cool with it because I was cool. It's something we can do together. Well, uh, a couple months after her getting involved in doing it, uh, we were sitting next to each other, and she was, like, talking and carrying on with some people. So I leaned over to look, and, you know, what's going on? And she was like, this is my fun. and turned the monitor away. I was like, what? And so things started being real weird for a, about a week later. She said, Shady. Gonna, yeah, Shady. 
She said about a week later, so she was gonna. She wanted to go to Georgia and meet some of the people from the game that she became really good friends with. <laughs> yeah, that throws a red flag, dude. Well, bang, bang. I and well, her mom ended up dragging out of her before she left. That it was because of a guy that she met. This Indiana guy. Yeah, it a, he lived in Indiana, but he was going on vacation to meet some of the other, that because he was friends. Some of the other nerds in Georgia. Yeah. Well. We had a huge fight, and I thought it was done taking care With of. With their well, the sloppy next, nerd sex. Well, the crazy thing was, the next morning, somebody from Georgia just showed up on my doorstep to pick her up. When they weren't, nobody was supposed to be showing up. Well, she went up the, so she wound up in Georgia. With we, this guy that probably is the one she left with. Well, no, she didn't live with the guy. She lived with, uh, left with some some chick and her brother who live in Georgia, who's like, who are like friends with the guy in Indiana. Well. She went up there, and uh, I finally convinced her to, to come back home because I did not want to, you know, I didn't want her going out into the world for me, and I felt guilty that she disappeared from her parents for me. So I felt guilty. So what's, I, what's the point, though? So what happened? Right, the point is that I finally got her to come back home, and she convinced me that, okay, things were going to be better, things were going to be cool. Well, now we, you know, I'll fast forward to about two or three months ago. I had really no clue and idea that while she was out there, this guy named Matt that she went out there for, I went down. She probably slept with him, but she didn't wind up being with him. Mm-hmm. He brought a buddy of his with him on the trip named Ben. Ooh, and ben. That's the and guy? I think she hooked up with both of them <sighs> while out there. And I convinced her to come DP? back home. I don't, I don't know. They're but right. I convinced her to come back home, and so for a year and a half, she's had a relationship with this guy, Ben, online because he was only 17. They're spotting her ever chest. Whoa! <laughs> 17? He was only 17. How old is she? She's 21. And That's legal. Matt mo- knows yeah. about that. Yeah, that's two, well, two months ago, he finally turned 18. And that's when we started to have a lot of problems. Because now he could... she was bringing everything to a head. Because for the last several months, she's been making making her parents... <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, um, we can't. We could can just get... But, uh, her, she's been pitting her parents against me and me against her parents. Uh, by hold on a second. Okay. We have the guy on the phone. Ben Stone, you're in the hideout on Roar Radio. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Ben Stone, uh, brother to program director, uh, ben, uh, Dan Stone on WTKS. How you guys doing? We're Not fantastic. Bad, so you've been banging Nightmare Dave's uh, chick? Yeah, you know, we've been listening to some Death Cab for Cutie on the weekend. <laughs> All right. And, uh, <laughs> Dick. I don't think that was the guy. No. I'm pretty sure it was. But, uh... And with the whole, you know, when I thought I was putting her on a plane to Vegas, her mom, because her mom finally, you know, I confronted her and we talked and we I told talked it out. Mm-hmm. She asked me how much money I gave her. I was like, I gave her my, like my last twenty dollars, because for her layover I felt bad. You know, she didn't want to, you know, I don't want to leave her with nothing. Well, her mom started to begin to wonder where the heck did she get? She had a whole ton of money. She after she got out to Indiana, she had enough money to get them a place together. Oh. Start all the bills up and everything already. They, they, she hasn't even been with this guy for just barely over a week. They got their own place together. They're already needing money because they blew all their money. And I guess his parents just gave them, <laughs> gave her a big wad of cash and was like, "That's all." <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Right, I'm sorry. You're saying too many keywords. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> all but, right, uh, all right. She and he's already called and asked her mom if he can marry her. And she, because she wants to marry him. And needless to say, her her entire family is, is steaming 
pissed at her right now because all the lies and deceit that finally have come out now. That she painted a big picture that I was this huge monster. And that her family knew big. better, but they wanted to believe her because it was their That's daughter. The daughter. All right, let's take a break. What do you have here for us? You say you have some stuff to show us? Um, No, I haven't gone quite that far yet. But Well, uh, we can't see it. Well, They're going to distribute it. No, uh, actually, I may. I have talked with her mom, and her mom now knows about it, and her mom is going to call her and let her know. What is that it? We, about two months after we moved in together, we made a really steamy triple X video. Porno. Steamy. Porno, yes. Meaning the lens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but needless to say, uh, it doesn't paint a pretty picture for her being a good girl. Now, do you have it with you? No. Oh. Why not? You said you, you were going to bring it in. I brought the DVD player and everything. I don't have it on DVD yet. That's the problem. Because i got to convert it over to DVD because it's on the tape. Uh. All right, let's take a break and come back. What do you have then? Well, I do have the cell phone number of the guy she is with. Call? Will you have a uh, one-sided conversation with him? Like, like you, call you, got, you can call him if you want. On the, I, would, I would say call him live on air and just say, hey, we're friends of... Shannon, and she left Central Florida and hasn't called nobody. No, somebody told that, me this is the number that she can be reached at. That's a little illegal. Or is that a little yeah. too... Yeah, yeah. Um, we can, we can okay. have Chunks call and not put anybody's voice on the air. All right, that would be even better. I will take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real Radio, 104.1. Monday night in the hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. Coming up at the end of this segment, another chance to get qualified for that 52-inch Mitsubishi... DLP Projection HDTV. Hey, who is this band? Crows in the Conformity. Nice. I dig this one. Um, talking to Nightmare Dave about his situation. Which we all called and he didn't want to see on Thursday. But I guess when you're that deep into, hey, I don't know if my chick's left me, but I haven't heard from her. Uh, she said everything was fine when she left. Let me ask you, what what emotion do you feel more uh, than anything else tonight? Tonight? Um, when you found out the uh, truth. When I, when I found out the truth, I I was extremely livid. I just I was at a loss for words. I didn't know what to think, what to do, how to feel, because it, it's like I got someone said, hey, look over there, and then kicked me in the junk. And then ran away. You think it's just like that? Because we'll do it. Yeah. Hey, look over there. I probably wouldn't feel it right now as it is. You won't be using it for a while. Oh, Not like someone else's. Yeah. Good old Ben. <sighs> Big Ben, they probably call it. She probably calls him. Death Cap Cutie likely. coming up next. Hulking Ben down there. Not likely. So yeah. what's um what's next now then, Nightmare Dave? You going to burn her stuff? Not sure about burning her stuff yet. I probably will. Actually, some of it I might give away because I know people that could use some of the stuff that I got. But would you take it back? Would you take her back? Well, here's a, that's, there's here's there's this, here's the interesting twist about that is the reason why she won't call me and won't give me that final conversation is because I believe and her mom agrees with me that she has in her head that as long as she doesn't hear me say I don't want to ever see her again or I give her that final kiss off that. She feels that it'll leave me in limbo, and she knows it will because I won't get my full closure. That'll leave me in limbo long enough that if things don't work out with this guy, she might be able to come crawling back to me, and I might say yes and take her back. As much as I don't want to and much as I wouldn't want to, I can't honestly say I would not right now 
unless I get that last final phone call. That's the only reason why I'm threatening to distribute the little video that we made. So now you would distribute. I'll, I'll send it to all her family, all her friends. Wow. I, I found out the town she's in is really small. I'm going to make a case of them things, go out there and put it on every windshield and every mailbox and, and def- deface her in that town so she'll get ridiculed and want to run away and leave. What about moving on? Have you thought about that? Ben has. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see him crying. Well, it's because he's getting it. It's because he's got real music weekends. (laughs) Was it really that good? (laughs) It was. Dude, all right, you're looking back with love goggles. She didn't do anything. She didn't have a job. She was always online. She was me. (laughs) She was Matt Albert. You were dating the Femme Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Same way. Think about it. <laughs> no, not even close. All right, Bong Swap Matt says, I know where she got the money. I saw her on the internet, some website called www.nerdywobblyh.com. <laughs> ben. No, see, Hold I'm, on a I'm, I'm a bit of an old-fashioned guy, so I didn't really care that she sat on a button, did nothing. I'd make all the money. I didn't really care. She'd be a, you know, the stay-at-home wife or whatever. I didn't. That didn't bother me so much. All right, hold on. People want to talk to you. Words of encouragement. Bobby Hill, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Hey, Posh, hey, Dubs. Yo. Hey, uh, hey Nightmare Dave. Bobby. Wah. Aww. He's calling you a crybaby. Whatever. I'm not crying about it. I'm just bitching about it right now. I got all the crying done. Oh, hold on a second. Derek in Orlando has some legal advice. What's up, Derek? Hey, man. You got to man up, Nightmare Dave. Man up, Nightmare Dave. Man up. You can't distribute that tape around town like that. That's that's just low, man. Just I, let us in the hideout watch yeah, it. Yeah, just let us watch it. I have to agree. <laughs> I think distributing it is a bit over the line. Yeah. Maybe post some stills. Let me ask you. Let me ask you right now. If she came back today and said, you know what? I messed up. I don't know what I did. Would you take her back? Probably. Oh, you're a dumbass. I, I, I hate to be an ad, but you see. I know, I know. No, 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 you don't. You don't. Dave, I love you to death. You have a tattoo of my name on your body. You are a moron. Why on earth? I would use the Uh-oh. C word right now. Why on earth would you take? All right, I would take her back under certain conditions. No, 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 no. You know what if it is? I did, if you know I what's did. funny? You know what's funny? We all watch these movies where the woman gets beaten and constantly goes back to the guy. This is different because it isn't physical, but she has mentally abused you in a way that you can't you can't even fathom right now. That's true. And you're that woman who has been beaten with the black guy that says, mm-hmm. I love him, I'll take him back. You, I know, I feel like that woman. Don't press charges. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't you see that? Don't take him yeah, back from I me. Do. I deserve it. I, I my, must have done it. I couldn't provide enough for her. No, I don't feel that way. I just my problem is, is I just it's hard for me to be alone, and I feel like you know I don't want to be alone, dude. Ben is you were that woman. Yeah. You are that woman. That woman uses that exact same excuse. Get some cats. What's so hard with being alone? And how long would you be alone? Well, the last time it was over four years. That's dude. That's not an eternity. To me, it felt like. It. So you'd rather go back with a chick who's going to cheat on you, maybe steal from you, 
She never and stole from me. Then, That's one. Oh, come on now. No, she never... You don't know now. More than likely, she probably well, did. Well, actually, if she's I take cheating that, on I you, she's likely stealing from you. Well, I actually, I take that back. When she left, I've found four DVDs now of mm-hmm. mine. That she, she left a couple of hers, but she took some of mine. She stole your heart, She stole your heart. Gibbs brings up a good point. What about that heart that's missing? It doesn't bother you that she doesn't care about the, everything she's done and you would still consider taking her back? Uh, you know if you took her back and you brought her to open door, everyone would just look at her and then kind of laugh at you and go, what the hell's he thinking? You know they're laughing now because you just said you would take this chick back? Yeah. I don't... I, no respect for yourself. None. No. Even Matt Albert at this point has more respect for himself. And that's uh, not a joke. Just... That's like that's true. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Oh. The Jets are probably banging her too. <laughs> Shane in Orlando. <laughs> You're in the house. Chad Payton. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah this is coming for the dude whose chick is cheating on him. Uh huh. Yeah, basically, man, I, I think that uh, you deserve it if you're willing to, you know, be able to, if you're the type of person that wants her to come back, then you deserve it. So, like, if you want her to do it again, you definitely deserve it, man. Yeah, if you invite her back into your life, dude. She will do it again. Yeah, that's true. I, this isn't what you want to hear, is it? Not really. But <laughs> I mean, Jets? I, oh, well, the song? Oh, I don't care about the song. <laughs> the song doesn't bother me at all. No, I'm... This is sad, bro. I've never seen a man this deflated. Yeah, right now, right now, I just right now, I've learned that the last year and a half of my life has been nothing but a sham, and it's I just that don't know po- where to. I don't just don't know where to start over. Now that part, I can understand. That I could understand why you would be so upset. That I completely, you know what? I hear you, brother. That I understand. But the taking her back. Mm-hmm. It's true. You just don't want to be alone. You You'll find on. someone else. You'll find someone better. Someone who won't treat you that way. Why don't you go find a new chick? You know how many women are out there? What is it? Uh, no one won't be with me, though. Three billion. Stamper was saying it the other day. Like six bil- plus billion people on this earth. Hey, More three. than half of them have Virginias. You know what? I have three words for him. Hmm. Massage therapist Kimmy. Nice. Make a run of that. Massage therapist Kat. Yes. Well, that those are the two I've I've already thought about that I uh, like Kimmy's to start taken. to talk. Oh, Kimmy's Kimmy's taken. Taken. Okay. Well, she here's the thing about her. A lot of guys want her, uh, but she, her heart is set on misfit Matt for some mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. and he well, keeps giving her the cold shoulder. Yeah. Well, on Thursday night here in the, Hideout High School. Yeah, Thursday night was the first night I met Cat, and I can definitely say I was intrigued by her. Of course, look at those boobs. Yeah, that new short haircut. That's hot. Yeah. She was giving but, me a massage, and I was looking down her shirt, and I'm thinking, hey, that's a place I could finish. Man. But, but, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big boob man. <laughs> you are. Man. You're a boob. Oh, yeah. My, uh, <laughs> We've heard my that. La- my, last two, my last two chicks both had D size. Oh, D's? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's something you're into. I don't care. Oh, yeah. We don't judge. <laughs> D for disloyal. Yeah. Hey, that's... And right now, a, I deep, never looked at it that way, Matt. That was that's. A and good right way to now put you're it, you know? deeper desperate, and I don't yeah. like to see yeah. it. I like to see you uh, as a confident man. Well, I'm gonna hopefully get my Hold confidence up. Hold on a second. Uh, Your girl's on the phone. Dave's girlfriend, you're in the hideout. Hi, this is Shannon. Oh, this uh, midnight Dave, you gotta get over me. I. Midnight uh, Dave, at least. <laughs> I like to bang all the men. Oh, see, midnight Dave. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was her name? Shannon. Shannon. Just take a break and come. People have plenty of ideas. For, let's go through a couple more calls, okay? Craig in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Craig? Hey, Dave, I was just thinking, uh, you know what goes good with this story? Mascara. Oh, he's saying well, hug up the skirt and move on. It's a pretty dress you're wearing. Yeah. Well, all I can say is uh, the nightmare aspect of me is coming back full in effect. I'm beginning to train to get back in the ring. Are you going to wrestle again? I'm start wrestling again. Start with a guy named Ben? No. Do you have his phone number? Yes, I do. I'm going to hand it over to Gibbs and see if he wants to go on the air. If he answers. From what I've heard that he... do that? Whenever anybody... Yeah, we'll, we'll ask him if he wants to be on the air. Actually, let's hand that over to Chunks. Uh, give the phone number to Chunks. He'll go into the room and call him and see if he'll go on the air with us. Right, that's provided he answers because from what I've heard, he'll actually deny he even knows anybody in the So uh, there's a possibility he won't even answer. But... Maybe that's something you should do. Deny you know her. My, problem, my whole problem with that, though, is... The insane thing is that I'm still, her parents still see me as one of their kids, because I've known the family like a year before. Mm-hmm. Ew, you're banging existed. your sister? That's, that's no. it, that's grody. I know no, we're, not in that sense. I know we're in okay. Florida, but yeah. you know, don't fall in with it, the stereotype. It, it's the South, but it really isn't. Exactly. Central no, Florida. Not, not family the in that South sense. I'm ex- what, what you would call extended. Mm-hmm. I'm not blood, but... Like it a cousin. Was, yeah. No, not like a cousin. You're, <laughs> you're baiting me. A bad uncle. It's a hideout. Baited her. Real Radio 104.1. Monday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Dubs pages and pages of stuff we didn't get to. A lot for tomorrow. Yeah, I guess that's true. Nightmare Dave in here. We're talking about his girlfriend leaving him for another dude. We're going to call the dude. Chunks is going to call him off the air and see if we can get convince him to come on the air. <laughs> Chunks, you know the... Uh, you got you know the deal. You got to tell them who you are. Or even if you can get her on the phone to get her come on the air, I'll. I'll have yeah, that Ben one or on Shannon. There. Now hold on a second before you call. Let's say you get Shannon on the phone. What are you gonna say to her? Well, if this will be my only chance, if this is my only chance to talk to her to give her my goodbyes, oh, don't do that music. Um, I will say my goodbyes and I will be able to wash my hands of her and. Why don't you say Tell it? She's dead to Hold me. On. And I don't want to ever hear from her again. Why don't you say it now to Central Florida? And she's then, not hearing it. No, maybe she, she needs to hear it. No, no, no. Maybe she's in the podcasting. Not likely. It's very likely. Just say it. Just like, practice it. What do you think she'd say to you if her throat was clear to talk? <laughs> I don't ben know. wasn't don't, in the way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly. Pile up. <laughs> Don't pile on. <laughs> what, tell me. Say, I just want you to say Shannon, and then what you're going to say, just so you can practice it, so you don't cry like a baby. Cry now when you're not talking to her, and not when we talk to her. Come on, say no, it. I don't know. I want to wait till I talk to her. No, just... come on, dude. You got to, uh, you know, get it out there. It'll be easier when you uh, actually get to do it. You have that tattoo on your body. Be somebody. Emote. No, I'd rather I'd rather just say it to her. Really. I, you know, I I bet Ben's in a sensitive, emotional guy. He lets this out. He's a little That's, kid. Well, he's probably an emo kid. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt he's it. Probably Where are you Hawthorne, right now? You know, Hawthorne Heights, Click Five. <laughs> probably loves that stuff. He's probably listening Death to Boys Cat. of Summer. Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Bob of a Pop Go who won a TV. Bob? Or didn't win, won a qualification. Won a qualification for a TV. What about Bob? 
He's qualified. Oh. <laughs> Say it, Dave. Seriously, come on, be somebody. Step up. We need something. Well, let's see if Chuck. Let's see if Chunks can get on air first. All right. So I can just do it once. Can you leave the mic on. Stand away from it. And call? Yeah, stand away. Let's hear you call. Don't say the number out loud, stupid. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Eight, seven. Was this your song? No. But this is how you're but feeling. Sub, yeah. What song was your song? I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to hear it. Come on. No. Let's, Add to let's the get show. all us out here. Was let's it Indianapolis, this. my home sweet home? <laughs> no. <laughs> song they played before the Indianapolis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. Is it ringing, Chunks? Is it ringing? It's ringing, he says. And it keeps on ringing. No one will answer. I'm going to leave him a message. Don't. All right, leave him a message. Hey, what's up, Ben? How you doing? This is uh, Benicio with uh, <laughs> The Hideout uh, on Real Radio down in Orlando. Hey, man, uh, I want to ask you a question, so give me a call back here. It's a toll-free number. Number. Triple If you got a singular phone, it's Star 1061. I'm not joking around Star 1041. talk to you. It's really important. Star 1041. Right. Thanks. Later. You said Star 1061. <laughs> you said Star 1061. Are we working on the cube again? I'm getting things screwed up, man. I said, uh, whatever. You got Wait, your. Her. You want me to leave him another message? No, don't yes. harass him. Don't <laughs> harass him. <laughs> he doesn't know it was me, though. He went for my alias. Benicio? Yeah. <laughs> you have her number? I was thinking with my head. She don't have a number. Actually, from what I heard, that she, her, or his parents are gonna get her cell phone or something. I don't know. I don't really Dave, know. look at me. It's over. Say it to yourself. Wouldn't your parents pretty much disown you if you brought her back to that house? Actually, I could not bring her back to the house. My dad has made it adamant that she's and no longer welcome to even set foot. What does that tell you? House. Well, I understand where my parents are coming from. Why so do you I need closure to tell her? I don't know. It just it helps. Say it out loud, dude. Yeah. Just say it, it out, out there. Say Shannon, it's over. Just look, say it. Look at Matt Albert. Pretend that it's Shannon. Essentially it is. It makes me want to vomit. I smelled it too. <laughs> hey, I'm doing this to help you. <laughs> Come on, Dave, say it. I'll play EverQuest. I'm pr- Just, pretend. Here's, here's the thing. Look down. Listen to the music. Start it with Shannon, and then say what you would say, and we'll be quiet. Yes, uh, we're going to be quiet. The only thing that you will hear is your own words in your headphones. Turn off my mic. All right, on the off chance that she may possibly be listening, all, all I'd have to say is uh, I don't understand why why the hell you would do something like this to me. I was willing to give you the entire world for the rest of my life. And I thought I found my soulmate, and I thought I was done with that, with having to deal with finding somebody. And what you did to me was 
unforgiving. And I hope that you burn in hell for what you did. And for putting your family in the middle of it was even worse. But I do want to just definitely say thank you that you made me realize that I could love again. But now I don't know. I will definitely miss you. But I don't ever want to see you again. I don't ever want to hear from you again. You're dead to me and I'm going to wash my hands of you. I'm not funny. Dave. That was fantastic. Seriously, my friend. Hey, right here. Some of that pound. It's great. Much love. Oh, she just called. She wants to go back with you. Dave, I know that was tough. Yes. I'm very courageous of you. There are girls out there right now who are crying. Thinking, why can't I find a man like that? He's right here, right? ladies. He's yeah, I took, I, I, I def, I'm a guy willing to defile my body for the woman I love. That's what kind true. of woman wouldn't want that? Why? You, you know, got a hideout tattoo? You have yeah. an extra space for a flight to Las Vegas. Yeah. For the right woman. Dave, proud of you, man. Well, I just want to thank you guys for giving me the, to the opportunity to really Vince? get it off my chest and vent. Do you feel better? I feel a lot better. It's fantastic. That's why we're here. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Here's a Shannon here in the hideout. Hey Dave, it's over. I like nerd dong. I not, can I get Putin's number? All right, so <laughs> she likes nerd dong and she wants Putin's number. Ah, oh, that's the nerdiest of the nerds. Right, you know what, Dave? Here are some girls that want to be with you now. This is fantastic. Girls calling up saying, well, he just said, poured his heart out. Yeah. You guys really like to pick a man when he's down on you. I don't know what you're talking about. Hold on a second. Especially you, J Dubs. Hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an example out of you if you really want to. I'm gonna drag you in the ring and you'll be my first match back if you want. All right, hold on a second. Why don't you drag her down from Indiana? Let's go to uh, who is this? Hey guys, it's good on Ben. Ben. Ben Stone. Yeah, uh, I know. I uh, stole uh, Dave's chicken and everything, and he's uh, crying. But I was uh, working on some imaging for the station <laughs> here, and. Uh, just want to let him know we got Brant on the weekend. <laughs> what the hell is going on? This is we got the... some uh, new Jamiroquai here. Are you the, the uh, brother station. of Dan? Not uh, yeah, I beat it. <laughs> hey, what's your EverQuest name? So that way, at least people uh, don't say it on the air. But do you have it? Her well, her main character name, yeah. Really? It's a name she's been using since she started EverQuest. Oh, do you wow. think if you went on to EverQuest, you could oh, find yeah, her? I, oh, yeah. I have the name on almost every character she's ever made on EverQuest, so I I know I could definitely track her to there, but I don't want to. I'm so burnt out on EverQuest, I don't I don't even like to say the name of that game. Hi, Dave. There it is. I hope we can help. You know we're here for you. Anytime you need it. Yeah. Do a Dave dating game. Maybe next go round. I don't care. That's cool. Whatever. I just 
I just know I need, I want to start dating as quickly as possible because that would be the best way to get over this. Yeah. But with my luck, I'll probably be alone for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's how you attract the ladies. Yeah. You gotta have some confidence, my friend. Dude, you just I've never had Matt confidence. Albert. Yeah, I think oh, I you were a very confident man when you first started. Now, by the way, it's because I had a woman. Now, hold on a second. Let me say this, Matt. Do you now realize what you appear like? Yeah, I don't want to be like him. <laughs> do you realize you're that? a loser? You suck. <laughs> that's what you are. No offense, Dave, but that's why you are a virgin. Look at this. I'm changing. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go well, do good, something I'm, with I'm, my glad, life. I'm glad I've been able to now, inspire you, Matt. Why don't you guys become uh, kind of dating buddies and help each other out, like keep each other in check? He's the Seriously. Ghost my, he's the ghost of my future. Uh, <laughs> you suck. I suck. I know. What the hell was that? <laughs> Dave 1 and Dave 2. <laughs> it's oh. the Hideout oh. Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the Hideout. All right, why don't we do this? If we want to, we can do a Hey Hideout, your unscreened phone calls, whatever you like. Tell you what. Best caller in Hey Hideout gets a free bonus qualification for that 52-inch television. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. That's for you, my friends. Call now, unscreened, whatever you want in the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Hey, Hideout. Have a funny story? Did you hear something on the show you want to talk about? Call in and tell us what's on your mind. You might even win a prize. Hey, Hideout. In fact, if you're good, we'll give you another qualification for that 52-inch Mitsubishi television that we have to give away with the DLP technology, HDTV, projection, 407-916-1041, That's the way you be somebody here in the hideout. Stir it off with our buddy EJ from the U. What's up, EJ? I smell buddy movie. Like another 48 hours, like Matt Albert as uh, Eddie Murphy from The Clumps. And Nick Nolte from Incredible Hulk. Uh, there it is, and it's Nightmare Dave, and it's Matt Albert. The, uh, you know what? Yeah. EJ's got a qualification. Hold on. Bringing something to the table gets you something here in the hideout. I like, I'd like to do it. Maybe we get the boys from LooseChange911.com on the case. They found out the details behind uh, this whole 9-11 thing. Maybe they can find the details between you uh, and Shannon. Nightmare well, Dave. The, the funny thing is, is I, uh, I know exactly where she's at. Or is it Midnight Indiana. Dave? No, it's Nightmare Dave. <laughs> oh. no, I know. Somebody called you that or yeah. up. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah. But that's what I say we do. Yeah, I mean, Afternoon Dave, you really got to just pick it's up Nightmare pieces. Dave. Dave de la manana. <laughs> Primetime drive, Dave. What's going on? <laughs> Dave, Dave Diamond. Dave here in the middays. It's all about you, baby. Chime and Dale, Dave. I like that one. Let's go to Stamper next up in the hideout. What's up, Stamper? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Dude, Dave, I've been thinking about this since we were talking about it Saturday night, and I think I've come up with a solution. Now, you've already here, so one year will be a breeze. Take a year off. Take up the money you've been feeding this whore, <laughs> and at the end of the year, get you a mail-order chick. That's not a bad idea, man. Those mail-order chicks are hot. Oh, it- love you long time. No complaint. Keep a roof over their head. They'll keep a mouth on you. Get- All right. Get the Russian. Yeah, I always go a Russian. I don't care if they gave intelligence to Iraq. Russian mail-order bride's the way to go. Don't do it. It'll end the same way. Yeah. She'll yeah. find someone that she's actually in love with. and They can late. speak Russian. Total. Or not. Mm. Or it just happens to be a 21-year-old black virgin. Not bad. <laughs> 
You hate all guys named Ben now? No. I don't I don't really hold anything too much against him cuz for all I know he That's her felt, job now. Well, he felt he probably felt that he was taking her out of a bad situation cuz God knows what he thinks of me. He just would, takes her cuz of what she's, you know, all the stories she's made up already just to her family. God knows what she's been telling him. Would you be able to sit through an episode of Benji? No, cuz it's a stupid show. Benson? Yeah. I like I used to love watching Benson. Benson is great. Could you watch Ben McDonald pitch or Benny yeah, Hill? Ben Stiller, Ben. I don't care. Ben doesn't. The name Ben doesn't bother me. What about the Ben from Indiana show? (laughs) (laughs) He's funny though. A lot of sex. Like I said, the the name Ben doesn't bother me at all. Ben, the king of MySpace. (laughs) Does his mo profile still up? Um, her. She She deleted deleted hers, hers, right? Yeah, she deleted hers. Um, but I've been keeping my eyes peeled on. uh, Don't do that. That'll hurt. Well, no. Uh, her her best friend from uh, high school, who was the one that she was supposedly going to see in Indiana, mm-hmm. actually lives in Fort Lauderdale. Nice. And uh, I have her MySpace page, so I've been keeping my eyes peeled to see if Shannon winds up back on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that benefits you. <laughs> You'll be the beneficiary. Uh, Mark, Mark in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Hey, what up, guys? How you doing? Hey, um, I just have advice for him. I live in Orlando. He needs mm-hmm. to come down here and go to play, um, Club Paris. Yo, there's plenty of hot chicks there. That is true. Club so Paris is a great place to go. Here's what we're going to do. we got the lovely ladies from Dancers Royale coming up on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. They're going to come hang out. They want us to go do a little after party with them. Would you like to be our guest of honor? Hell yeah. Over at Dancers Royale. Yeah. Now, I know you had some church thing maybe planned. No. And I know you have... Well, it wasn't really a church thing plan is just because what this whole thing has been really humbling and I've kind of Sagari? Sagari Sagari. I, I know I, I know you want to go to the strip club and everything, but you did say you had uh, old DVRs of the benefactor to catch up on. Or go to the no. Benedictine Chapel. Mark Cuban what? <laughs> By the way proud of that one. There is uh there is no show on Friday, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll be at the T D Waterhouse watching the Mavericks and Magic. Sorry. But we'll replay this entire Nightmare Day for you to uh, relive. So I guess it means oh, open doors Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. We told them we told the strippers to come up on Thursday. Oh, well, it's a bonus for the uh, heretics mm-hmm. then. Lucky. Let's move on to Adam in Orlando. Adam, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, hideout. Hey, buddy. Dave, seriously, now that you've been burned by EQ, why don't you come on over to the dark side? There's lots of your brand of loser and wow. World of Warcraft will take care of you, man. <laughs> right, how about that? <laughs> EQ to wow. Roll with it. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't know about. I've just been really burned out, even he, on the internet. I don't even check my email I, or honestly, anymore. Honestly, here's what you need. Computer. Here's Go gay. Here's what you need. You need a good church girl or guy. No, my problem is that. Go out with I, I can't. No, is I can't watch my language very well around people. Jesus don't care if you swear. Well, I know Jesus doesn't, but church girl and girls don't want to be like sure that. Sure they do. Mine. I'm worse than a sailor most of the time. You haven't cursed here yet. Well, it's because I'm... On the radio. I have respect for you guys, so I... I have respect for your woman. Yes. Set up a benchmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always had respect for my woman, but I still going to speak my mind and talk how I want to talk. Did you really reach with benchmark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> what, Gibbs? 
Dave, you need to put that uh, bowling skill to good use. There's got to be some ladies oh. looking for a bowler. Well, Saturday night, <laughs> I I choked really bad Saturday night, so bad that I don't so think we'll be in first place anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't care. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just that's I, fine. I had to. That's fine. You Dubs can wrote it to me. <laughs> she. That's fine because she like to do that. Oh, she liked to do all kinds of stuff. But she, you're gonna show us that video? Yeah. Just but bring she, it in on VHS, man. Yeah. We'll watch it in the conference room. We don't care. Well, like, we've, right. got, I mean, we've, got guys, B, we've got BCRs in here. Is a porno pre or post uh, hideout tattoo? Uh, pre. Mm. That'd have been better to watch it post. Yeah, eyes just staring at you. It, w- it was pre, and it was back when we first got together when she Target. was, <laughs> and you know she was in skinny, you know, good shape, still young. You know, sitting on the computer Before all the you time, used she her? blew up like a balloon. How much? Uh, her. Promise her Bentley and everything. How much weight she put on when you guys were together? Um, she got up really close to 200 pounds. She was kind of hefty when she yes. came in here. Yeah, when she came in here, she had she had put on a decent amount of weight up to that point. When we first got together, she was how, how heavy were you? Beautiful. Um, I've I've been hovering since I've been in Florida. I've been hovering around 270. So now you said she was into a lot of stuff, and on the video you have it there, right? Yeah. Um, two main things in particular: Benoit balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did that. It's I did that. Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. You know, I really like the song. It has kind of a Ben Folds thing to it. All right, though. Moment passed. Oh, come Boo. on. Time's passed. <laughs> All righty. Heard it first in the Hideout. <laughs> I love Benny King. <laughs> Senate panel approves immigration bill. I wanted to get into the immigration thing today, but I just don't. Yeah. We came up on our Who's Weekend, I know our Who's Weekend, but our headlines game show. And- 9-11 is the son of an immigrant. You know, first generation here. I just don't understand what the hatred is. How people want to come here and do jobs that Americans don't want to do. And if you talk about the argument of, well, they end up lowballing and forcing contractors and people who, you know, construction people or whatever it is to take them as opposed to hardworking Americans, well, that's the problem with capitalism. Can't blame the Mexicans. I'm reading over my King Dude newsletter. Mm-hmm. He totally disagrees with you. I'm surprised. Two teams of government investigators using fake documents were able to enter the United States with enough radioactive sources to make two dirty bombs. So we're talking about this whole illusion of safety. It's uh, it's that. It's an illusion. We're not safe. Who knows what we're even supposed to be safe from? It's all crap. It's all a lie. Question everything. U.S. raid anger Shiites, bombs killing 40. War's going well. Mm. Elvis' Graceland becomes a national landmark. Fantastic. <laughs> There's stuff we should really care about. That's what the news is all about. Masawi says he was to hijack fifth plane. You know, you know what's funny to me on CNN and these other news uh, outlets? Elvis uh, Graceland becomes national landmark would be a featured story where they're doing like all the uh, all the reporting while the real news is scrolling down across the bottom. That's right. how it all out. <sighs> Dub stuff we didn't get to, the K Fed song. 
There's a nude statue of Brittany and her giving birth. <laughs> it's great. We uh we didn't get to a lot of the audio. What else did we have here? We got to Gibbs. He's quitting. He's just cutting back his hours, actually. Top 50 atheist countries. Drunk and bars and then getting arrested for that. We didn't get to that yet. Sexiest jobs. We did do. Six ways to tell your chick how to lose weight. So much stuff, though, that we never got the chance to do tonight. Oh, well, we were busy. Here's what's funny. As we look back on the uh, night and the whole 9-11 thing. No outrage. On one hand, I genuinely don't... I think people don't care if they're no. lied to. No, not at all. You look at other countries, and they're ready to fight. They're they're ready to protest certain things. Not here in America. You know why? Got it too good. We don't care. Go home, watch my DVR. Yeah, as long as it doesn't bother me Play on a night-to-night basis. As long as it doesn't inter- uh, interrupt American Idol, I'm good. Play on my PSP. Who cares whether or not we... Uh, the whole thing was a sham and a setup. And that, you know what? That's why they'll get away with it. They know us too well. By the way, all of the interview with the guys from LooseChange911.com, it is all up on the podcasting. So it is under the uh, hideout interviews. It's all there. So go check that out. Wow, that's kind of sad. Dubs, have you given up on our great country? <clears throat> given up now. Uh, but it's a, it's a hard thing to get people to rally around. Why? I don't know. Is it because we have it too good? I just... I don't know if it's have it too good or just people... People don't know who to believe, what to believe. I mean, if you were... Isn't that part of the problem, too? I mean, that's it right there. But here's the thing. You know, you, you walk... Say you weren't from this world. You walk down here, and you uh, you hear two sides of the story. One coming from uh, uh, the leader of the nation. Other from, you know, people coming up with their own theories and uh, trying to go like that. Who would you believe first? You'd want to believe the leader. But then once you analyze it, wouldn't you want to believe the one that seems the, the story that fits better instead of the person who's kept changing the story over and over and over again? It's not interesting to people. People would rather watch Ellen and, uh, you know, fill I don't their know, days with that. I don't know why this isn't interesting. This would be like an amazingly popular television series or movie. You think people are just too scared of it? I just don't think they want to know. Ignorance is bliss. I think people would rather not know. Everything's working fine this way. I got my house. Got my little piece of the pie. And that's it. Why fight it? That's all they want. My life's good. Except for those damn Mexicans. Yeah. Gotta stop them somehow. Let's focus on the real problem, the Mexicans. Which, by the way, if if you don't think that's a diversion... (laughs) If you don't think that's completely a diversion in an election year, you're a moron. All right. You know what we need? Mm. A fence. Maybe a good wall. We'll call it a great wall. Berlin wall. Corpus Christi wall. Anti-Mexican wall. <laughs> what nightmare, Dave? Uh, I just wanted to uh, say for a great diversion... 
I want to give a shout-out to my boys at the MFW Mid-Florida Wrestling out of Sanford. Go to www.midfloridawrestling.com. Keep your eyes peeled for the next card. You may see me on it. Nice. Nightmare Dave making the comeback. Now, do you think uh, George Bush watched that uh, that right guard deodorant commercial where they have that big green strip and just saw all the, all the people bouncing back whenever they ran into it and said, hey, that's what we need on our borders. Nice green strip. Marco Polo. If you don't have a green card, don't get past the green strip. Red Rover, Red Rover, we want to go over. <laughs> Couldn't get over it. Could not get through that green strip. All right. We're done for tonight. If any of us end up dead, you know who did it. It's the government. Or Nightmare Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pick between the two. One of those two. Oh, wow. I blame everything on me. I don't care. Great. Oh, boy. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke, Middays, Phillips, file in the afternoon. Hideout's back at 7, destroying the studio. Yes. Don't be ashamed. Running amok. You're entertained listening to The Hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Dubs, it's good to know that with so many issues going on in the world, the state of the studio is what's the most important. It is. God bless King Dude. Be somebody and always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000, chimps. That was bad. That's so. I wanted to taste your oral abilities. I'm a nerd. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on the floor. Step on the floor. Kick him to the floor. Cause I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. Aye, 5,000.